Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 32, Ordo Malleus and the Grey Knights. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark, and uh, I'm a little disappointed in the quality of Slurpee that I'm drinking right now. <laughs> That's okay. What'd you get? Just a flat Coke, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Gross. If it ain't ni- lime vanilla, it's not worth drinking. Mm. Remember that? That was like a summer three years ago. All we drank was lime vanilla. Oh, I remember. It was sick. And now every <laughs> Those time, are the golden years it, of my absolutely. life. Absolutely. <laughs> every time I go into a place to get a Slurpee, or if you're listening from another country, you can call it the demon word slush. Slush puppy? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Slushy? Yeah. And I'll butt in. I'm Brent, and uh, we're already getting off topic here. Um, I'm Mark's older brother, and I'm here for the lore hammer, not the Slurpees. <laughs> okay. Which but is you absolutely false because you got a Slurpee in front of you. And it's also flat. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Same machine, I think. Well, wh- you went to the same Slurpee place. So Toge- one- together, yes. Right, of course. Yes. One can only assume. <laughs> Anyways, so you, you did introduce yourself. Brant, hello. Hi. And, and we totally missed Jordan. Oh, hey, this is uh, Jordan. How's it going, you filthy incels? <laughs> oh, that, hmm. Speaking to the clients, I guess. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> There's a type. There's a type. <laughs> We're in it, Mark. It's uh, us. We should do some uh, serious, like, uh, lore hammer or 40K in general uh, demographics and just see what we come up with. Is that, are we going to split it up between like incels and fedoras? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then the rest will just be neckbeards. Yeah. Sure. Doritos. Yeah. D- Doritos. That's, that's, that's an entire we can population. Make, we can make a Venn diagram <laughs> of like who fits in what and what the traits are between all of them. Uh, no, that sounds like work. Uh, but yes, Brent, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Obviously, longtime listener, first time joiner. Right? You've listened to all the episodes. Yeah, what are we? Number 32? Wow. 32, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fan. Big, huge fan. <laughs> what, what would you say was your... your huge. F- huge. <laughs> what would you say was your favorite episode? Well, it's kind of a similar theme, you know? Mm-hmm. After that three-hour mark when they all end, that's usually my favorite part. <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Hmm. Uh, well, welcome, I guess. Looking forward to having you share your thoughts on Warhammer. So really just shit on all of right our ideas for sure because you don't play Warhammer. <laughs> Neither do you care about the story. Ah, I wouldn't say that I don't care. It's just that I don't have the time to care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I can work right, with that. Yeah. That sounds better than <laughs> Warhammer is just a pile of shit. So, but having said that, you've spent. A lot of time watching us play throughout the years because we've all lived with you at some point in our lives, oh, except for Jordan. But uh, <laughs> so you've always kind of been We're, lurking in the background. We've all been under the wing. Yeah, yeah. Brands. But normally, like me and you are playing Warhammer and throwing dice, and then Brant's doing something manly like fixing a motorbike from the ground, right? Up exactly. Or something like that. Yeah, you know? he's he's like under a car, oil, yeah. whatever, dirt, and you know, some big comes sound over there, and he's like, "Oh, did you guys do something cool? Nope, just <laughs> just dice." Pass me that three-quarter inch socket wrench, hand him a Warhammer model. Yeah, is this what you're looking for? <laughs> I have a lot of real-world experience, which none of it's going to apply to me here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, 
let's uh, let's get started on a couple of things. You guys want to hear one more thing? I do. About obviously, Grant. yes. Um, you everyone has Brant to thank for my introduction into Warhammer. What? Yeah, yeah. Because him and uh, like our old pastor or pastor or whatever, they went to a games workshop and then like they were just looking or whatever and they brought home a brochure and then i seen it i fucking grabbed it i ran to the bathroom beat one out and yeah yeah as we are wont to do and that's the story so if brant didn't go there and didn't pick that up i wouldn't be the man i am today what have you done i will deny that <laughs> claim but it's all true sick <laughs> i'm just sick you know what it all starts to make sense it was the lord that brought you to warhammer yes it was <laughs> it was divine um, let's get right in. Let's talk about our Patreon for a heartbeat and a half. Uh, we actually have two new subscribers since we last had our episode, Micah and Brian. Yeah. It was odd. Uh, Micah was our last guest on. Yeah. And it was funny. We totally. Oh, that Micah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he joked like, oh yeah, I just contributed to your Patreon. We're like, Haha, yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, yeah, of course. Well. Whatever. And then we get like the email after the episode and it's like, oh no, for real. He actually joined. So <laughs> Micah, if you're listening, we love you, bud. Mm. And just because of that, um, like this is practically a prostitution ring i think if you pay uh, us enough money we will have you on the podcast uh, i think that's how it works that's not quite pro- prostitution but no we are selling for play yeah, yeah oh, exactly that's okay. uh, <laughs> pretty much backwards what i figured was gonna happen i thought i was gonna be making a few shekels today ah <laughs> no. uh, a shekel or two hey i did buy you a slurpee yeah a that's slurpee, your... so Worth paid it? in full <laughs> i should have used the expense to the lorehammer account I'm, I'm glad your time is only worth dollar mm, 99 canadian <laughs> which is like nothing right now <laughs> anyways uh thank you brian and micah for your contribution obviously we only use it for the most important of things mm-hmm. such as slurpees and um, candles for deeming summon rituals right exactly every once in a while you gotta buy a pig's knuckle um <laughs> yeah <laughs> my mind went real dark for a moment and i am not gonna share virgin blood you oh it was much much worse than that six-year-old virgin blood. i'm not gonna all right let's uh um what was yeah patreon check out our patreon yeah. if you want to subscribe perfect exactly if, uh, yes. if you want to go buy some stuff some merchandise go check out Redbubble. but uh yeah, yeah. let's let's start the show yeah There's, let's get on people heard it yes exactly um let's start with our cool guy quote of the day fuck um, this we should one, get Brant to read it. Yeah, you know what, Brant? Would you like to read the quote for us? It was probably what I said, so might as well read it. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah. so it's that one right there. Go ahead. Oh, this shall be my hammer, the sword in my hand, the gauntlet about my fist, the bane of my foes and woes of treacherous. When no others may stand beside them, they shall fight. Only the greatest shall enter their ranks, for unto them do I entrust stewardship over the gates of hell. Brent Sikora. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was the context of you saying that? Yes, exactly? yes. Was that you and any relationship you've been in? No, boss told me to do an oil change. I, that's what I told them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put it on the new guy, because he shall be your hammer. Yes, sir. Right, of course. Mm. Um, but that is actually not attributed to anyone. No. But you, I could assume... Some would say it's an entire... Entirely fictional quote, right? But because uh, it's but, a fictional universe. Okay, shut them. <laughs> no, but you're right. It, it is not ascribed to anyone. But understanding what we're about to talk about, I would say that that is the emperor himself. Could saying be. That. Yeah, could very well be. Yeah, it's it's either going to be who him, else's hammer 
would be. Exactly. Yeah. Who else has the ability to give ownership and like steward to someone else over Galaxy? So it's maybe, either him maybe or maybe Malkador. Exactly. Yeah. It's either him or Malkador the Sigilite. And yeah. you will learn about why that is in the episode. Yeah. So this is part two of our uh, uh, Inquisitor episode. So tonight we're going to be talking, or today we're going to be talking about uh, the Ordomalius and the Grey Knights. And Excellent. then the next episode will be. The Ordo Xenos and the Death Watch, and then the final part would be the Ordo Hereticus and the Sisters of the Battle. So, let's, let's talk about the Ordo Malleus for a bit. Let's just dive right into so the Ordo Malleus. I missed part one. Is yes. that going to be a problem here? Today? Absolutely. Yeah, you're, mm. you're not going to... We'll, we'll do a quick recap then. Yeah. Okay, so, you know bad people? Mm. You, sometimes you need to kill those bad yes. people. So, you need to give people permission to kill bad people. And to find out what if they are bad. Hey, and even if they're not bad, you still need people to kill people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's they created the they created a task force like um, like a secret police, let's say, <laughs> and their job was to just go around and rile up people, um, you know, perform witch hunts, pull people out of you know the houses they're in, and if they're guilty or if they're not, just shoot them. Yeah. So we don't have any real life examples of, of that kicking around, but. No. Um, they should have just done a cleanse sort of thing where one day a year you get to just do whatever you want. <laughs> ah, ah. What, could, what would you call such a, such a day? Ah, the cleanse. Ah, ah, the, yes. the cleanse. A cleansing. <laughs> cleanse day. Right, of course, cleanse day. Everyone drinks like uh, spinach juice and then goes and kills each other. Ah. So if you and survive. Drinks a bunch of like cinnamon water. Right, exactly. If you survive, you're in yeah. very good shape, body and mind. Okay. The let's talk about the purpose of the Ordo Malleus, um, and the purpose is to protect the Imperium and her citizens from the threat beyond. Uh, it will track, contain, eradicate, and hide knowledge of all threats of the Imperium from humanity. Yeah. So any type of warp influence, most of humanity views it as bad. And uh, the Emperor especially viewed it as bad. Yep. He banned it. He said, "No, no, no." Well, yeah, and. Not only did they ban it, he just blatantly lied about lots of aspects of the warp. Yeah, because it's just too dangerous of knowledge. Yeah. So instead of sharing it with the people he trusted, he said, we can't even let the common citizen know about it. So that is definitely a part of the Ordo Malleus, yeah. is to keep everything on the hush-hush. So I got this, like, uh, it wasn't a nasty email. It was a nasty email, but it was clearly joking. But he's like, Mark, I don't agree with your fucked up view of the Inquisition and how it's... Well, because it was and, like, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was joking, so it was, it was enjoyable. It was good. But, uh, like, doing more research, like, the common Imperial citizens, they don't know what Chaos Demons are. That makes sense. Like, and part of the reason is because of the Ordomalius. And, like, they mind-wipe everyone. And you better believe that when they're mind-wiping people about demons, they're also mind-wiping them about the Ordomalius. I, I also assume that they're not being very precise with this. No, Right, no. like, yeah. they're not going through with a scalpel and removing yeah. memories. They're like, mm... It's been like six days since you first found about it, so let's just wipe six days worth of a memory for you. Or you know what to be safe? A month. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> like they're uh, not Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, these guys go around and they make sure that like demons and stuff are kept a secret. Because you don't want people praying to demons, I guess. Otherwise you end up like Brant. You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> right, Brant? I only did it once. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened to your life after that? Changed dramatically. Broke your back. I've had a few injuries along the way. <laughs> hard to say what they're attributed to. Demons, just bad decisions. We don't really know. It's hard to say. Um, let's talk about the founding of the Ordo Malleus. 
it was created on Titan and Terra simultaneously yeah. at around M30 during the Horus Heresy at the request of the Emperor. Uh, so we talked a little bit about this in the last episode about like just the founding of the Inquisition. You know, Malkador, or was the Emperor spoke to Malkador and was like, oh yeah, go gather me men and women of great character. Yeah. And uh, form this organization. Uh, so Malkador went and found four humans, um, and they were responsible for creating the administration branch of the Inquisition. Like yeah. it's its actual framework and structure. Yeah, and these would be probably the first actual true Inquisitors himself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so read the names, and then yeah, uh, we've got, and this is who we have named: is Kirill Sinderman, Lemuel Gilman, uh, Amandera Kendall. And then we could not find the last name. So it's yeah. kind of nice because it leaves it open for them to write stories that haven't yeah. been written yet. But uh, just for kind of like what some of these humans were, Kirill Sinderman was uh, a remembrancer in 30K. And basically it was just like a journalist, essentially. Yeah. He just crusaded or he followed the Great Crusade and took Specifically notes. Horace. Yeah, specifically Horace and was like Horace's in man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he just took notes and pictures and propaganda and whatnot. And uh, eventually when... The Horace was revealed. He fled back to Terra and uh, escaped Horace's grasp. Yes. Uh, another notable one is Amadren, Amadrena Kendall. Yep. She was a sister of silence, I believe. And uh, sister of silence are like the emperor's left hand. Left hand. They women. are the blanks. Yeah, they're the pari- blanks pariahs. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they are anti psychers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure who that. Lemuel, Lemuel Goman. He's clearly I, French, yeah. so I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, but <laughs> enough said. But I, I, there's definitely stories written about him. Without a doubt, I just haven't read it in the Horus Heresy. Yeah. Um, so Malkador found those four humans, and then he found eight space marines, and they are listed as Nathaniel Garrow, Epimetheus, Chiron, Tylos Rubio, Macer Varen, Janus, and Garviel Loken. And these were his knights... Yeah, these Malkador went around and found these and then named them the Knights Errant. And basically they just went and did like quests for Malkador. Um, the other big thing that we'll get into is they actually end up founding the military branch of the Inquisition of the Ordo Malleus. Yes. But uh, the one guy, one of the questions was like, I forget exactly how he worded it, but uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to hear more about like the founders of uh, – the Grey Knights or characters or whatever. So the Errant. He wants to hear about these guys. Yeah, and we will eventually, of course, do a specific Knights Errant episode because a lot of these characters are really, really cool. Oh, and they're ex- extremely fleshed out. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we just everyone don't have knows, time. Everyone knows Nathaniel Garrow. Yeah, everyone and Garvey Loken. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And Janice. So we just don't have time in this episode to go into their specific deeds yeah. and stuff that they've done. But, like, each one of them essentially, well, not every one of them, but most of them came from, like, traitor legions, and then they decide not to turn traitor, and they decide to stay loyal to the emperor. And then they fought their legion or escaped. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, each one of them proved themselves to be above and beyond, like, a normal measure of Astartes. Exactly. Very stalwart. Very loyal. Not unlike our brand that we have here. <laughs> His face is so sad. He's like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I regret that. This was not worth a Slurpee. <laughs> these, these things are hours long, right? Yes. Four hey. to five. Yeah, we're in for it, boys. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't even put us on the time and a half speed or double time speed to yeah. make us get through it quicker. That was how I listened to the first few, just yeah. on double time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I can try to talk really fast. Oh. <laughs> That's going to be tough when we need to read. It's tough even <laughs> yeah, at half even speed. Even speaking. <laughs> 
uh, some guy did say, he's like, hey, look, um, he's like, I'm going to give you guys money on the condition that you either A, teach Mark how to read <laughs> or B, build an underwater base, uh, an underwater map. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I consider both of those an impossibility. <laughs> so <laughs> I never seen that message. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, that's funny. Um, and then the final thing we want to talk about the very founding of the Ordo Malleus is that it was created during the War of the Beast. So this is where the Inquisition s- ceased to be the Inquisition and became the Ordo Malleus and the Ordo Xenos. Now, yeah. they do... They do have like separate names. They, it, previously, it was the Inquisition, and now yeah. it was the Ordo Malleus. But there are references of the Ordo Malleus being used before this moment. Yeah. So one can assume it was kind of like an ulterior name that they sure, had. Sure, sure. An unofficial name. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Inquisition was founded in M30, and then uh, it wasn't until 2,000 years later when they realized that there was more threats to the Imperium right. than just... Than just uh, demons. They're like, yes. oh, fuck. And they <laughs> needed a special branch for that threat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, so basically um, we they gathered the 12 people, four humans. They founded the Inquisition Administratum branch, and then they uh, had eight space marines, and they founded the military branch. And we'll get more into that. How that happened. Later yeah. this episode. Yeah, the human one isn't, like, super interesting to me. But, but we covered the human one all last episode yeah. anyways. But really. the space marines, that's what's yeah. really cool. That's what we're here for. Exactly. Big buff men <laughs> in loincloths. Why would they need to be in loincloths? Because they're yeah, I'd prefer them nothing. <laughs> you just want to see their non-genital area? It's like a Ken doll. That's yeah. all you want to see? <laughs> hey, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> they call it the manhole. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen that floating around the internet these days. It's actually front hole. Front hole, yeah. Front hole, yeah that's <laughs> what did I say? Manhole. Man what did you Which say? Front hole. That's what I said, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Brant, why are you so mean? <laughs> Try to correct me in my own podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> he is the podcast. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Uh, let's get right into the organization of the Ordo Malleus. Yeah, because it's uh, each Inquisition branch, each even Ordo has its different organization. Yeah, like there's some Ordos that only have eight people in it. Exactly. So they so can't they- function like the other ones. Yeah, exactly. So um, the Ordo Malleus, it's... Uh, ruled by a council of masters which is comprised of 169 hidden masters okay not only that but this next fact is absolutely astonishing so i told one guy like he was messaging us i'm like oh i'm gonna need to bring a squirt bottle so like i can spray eric every time he gets super excited like <laughs> like what you just did this next part is so read yeah. it, eric okay so i so can squirt you these 169 hidden masters all have the right to direct communion with the emperor so these 169 guys at any time they want are allowed to just walk up to the gate and walk through it and go see the emperor who's sitting on the throne. Yeah, which is wild. That is, it's un, like I've, I had did not know that until no. I was doing research on this. Yeah, before it's only like one in like two thousand years is allowed to go see the emperor, and then like yeah. something life changing happens, right? Like Robut goes to the emperor, he goes inside, and all yeah. of a sudden now you have a complete rework of the Imperium. Yeah, right. Like you would think that something crazy happens every time, but these guys can do it. Anytime they want. Yeah. It's just weird that it hasn't, this aspect hasn't been written more about. Absolutely. Like, like who, and I guess they're hidden masters, so it's kind of oh, like, cool. Yeah. But yeah. You just, you more, never know. more secrecy and hidden stuff? Ooh. Ooh. Secret police? <laughs> Guys, there's no relation to anything in the real world to this, I promise. <laughs> um, so this, the 
the hidden masters. So we talked before about how there's an inquisitorial representative, and he sits on the the uh, high, high counts, the high yeah. lords of Terra. Yeah. Yes, in and he's responsible for the inquisitor set of that. Yeah. In the Imperium, these guys have the power to try the inquisitorial representative, and they have done so and executed them in the past. Yeah. So which like, is wild. Who's, like, if your top inquisitor is too heretical, these guys will pull you down. <laughs> like, it's so cool. It, it's an odd uh, thing too. Like, uh, you would think that the uh, Ordo Hereticus would have this power, but uh, I don't think they do. That we even found later, yeah. um, and I don't know if now is the right time to do it or not. It's always the right time. Of course. These The Inquisitors of the Ordo Malleus are actually one of the few ones that can call other Inquisitors to the stand. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, an Ordo Xenos Inquisitor does not go to an Ordo Hereticus Inquisitor and say, like, hey, you've been consorting yeah. with, like, aliens. It's the Malleus guys who are responsible for policing the other Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah and I Which just, changed my view. Yeah, yeah, I def- definitely would have thought it would be the Hereticus. But Absolutely, or yeah. even just anyone. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. If, you, if you're a Xenos, but, I'm a Xenos. Like, I can recognize the Xenos taint. Sure. Right? But it's, no, it's the... Z- taint. The taint. The taint. The taint. taint? <laughs> oh, hello there. <laughs> you have my interest once again. <laughs> All right. So we lost warps, him there. <laughs> warp. Warp power, psychic. He's gone. <laughs> cool. Sun's getting real low, big guy. Um, okay. So we have the Council of Masters, and then we have two different chambers within it. One is the Chamber of Theoretical and Historical, and this engages in research and experiments. Which is pretty cool. Yep. Like, they're the ones, like... They're sanctioned to do warp experiments. Yeah, exactly. Like, summoning demons and seeing, like... Somebody has to write those Libra Chaotica books. Yeah, yeah, the Demonicas and... Yeah, like how to summon a demon? It, well, we have to try it before we can write it down, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And then the other chamber that they have is the chamber practical. It's always funny. Sometimes Games Workshop ma- naming conventions. You know, I don't mind this one at all. The chamber practical. It's a very practical name. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. And uh, they're responsible for sector establishments in the field. But yeah. these would be your like actual... like. Uh, like field guys yeah but also like so you could you could probably say that uh, uh, an inquisitor who oversees a sector would be coined as part of the chamber practical yeah yeah right that's my assumption you could assume yeah so um the ordo malleus has a different number of resources that they can draw than any of the other ordos like obviously the ordo astartes does not have the ability to requisition a whole bunch of things and you know like it's a different different organization different branch different branch different, different arm uses. of the empire so some things that make the ordo malleus notable is uh their inquisitors and uh one thing about their inquisitors is they're predominantly psychers which uh is a great boon but also a great curse because as we know the ordo malleus is dealing with warp and warp creatures love psychers so it's that blessing I curse. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can fight them better, but you're also more open. You're to it. you're a bigger door at yeah. this point, right? So, um, they also have in, like in their inquisitorial retinues, they have different things that they call upon. Like I think they're probably the only ones who are authorized for a demon host. Oh, but absolutely. Even, but even as I say that, I'm like, well, not really, because Eisenhorn wasn't he a Xenos guy and he had he initially. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't think other people can really do that and, demon host. And you're always going to have like the odd man out, right? Like yeah. Eisenhorn, right? Y- yes. It's yes. just that someone wrote a story about him and now he's a cool guy. That's he's all cool it is. Guy. Fun times to be here. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so that yeah. that would be one thing that they have. Like they also ha- have like all manner of like, I don't know. Think of an example. What's a good example of something else they would have? I don't know. Like if anyone was to have like a pariah or a blank. Yeah, I could see them doing it. Because sure. it's not like every guy is like a prior blank, yeah. super rare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, like, so even their inquisitorial, inquisitorial retinue is built kind of differently than other things. Um, the other thing that they have that separates them is their war gear. And they have a lot more access to, like, warp killing yes. what, items. What they use is completely different than what anyone else uses. Yeah, like, like they have access to, like, demon hammers and... Uh, psy cannons. Psy cannons and the Liber Chaotica. And, like, they actually have the true names of the of demons. demons like, yeah. They have all these extra war gear And things. true names of demons are just exact opposites oh, of, of the names. That's yeah. how that works. So good. Of course. <laughs> Um, another, another thing, uh, a special about Ordo Malleus is that they have more authority to requisition armies than other inquisitors would mm, yeah. just because of the threat that they face is the predominant threat. Yeah. Right. Like there's, you, you can't worry about Xenos if chaos has eaten the, the galaxy, right? Yeah. You can't worry about heretics. I mean, those are kind of hand in hand, mm. but it's easier to deal with a heretic than it is to deal with a demon invasion. Yeah, yeah. So they can requisition armies and more forces yeah. than other ones. And uh, I'd say another reason for this, too, is just thinking about it would be uh, their chamber militant branch is not that big. They only have a thousand chamber militant branch yeah. where the sister battle, like there's billions of them. Like they're, they never say a number, but you it's can too only, big. Yeah. But you can assume it's a lot. and uh, When you assume, it makes an ass out of you and an ass out of me, though. <laughs> I want facts. I come to this podcast for facts. <laughs> okay, well, let me change my words. It's a fact that... There we go. Uh, it has not confirmed <laughs> how not many <laughs> Sisters of Battle there are. But we can assume... No, no, <laughs> we did it again. But, uh, yeah, like even the Death Watch and the Ordo Xenos, like, there's more space, more Death Watch members. Yeah, in because it's not a real chapter, so they don't follow the... Um, yeah. The Codex of Stardust. Yeah, so then, yeah, they, they're going to have to actually make their own armies more regularly yeah. um, or dra- or requisition them. So that's the Inquisitors. And then the other aspect of them is the Grey Knights, yeah. which is their chamber militant. Yeah. Can we jump back to Inquisitors for one Yeah, second? go for it. Do what you um, want, I guess. <laughs> um, it's your podcast. <laughs> I am the podcast. Was his podcast. He is the yours podcast. Yours now. Taking this thing over. What you, what's your first thing you're going to do with it? Yeah. Fire. Clean house. <laughs> Drain the swamp, baby. Oh. Uh-huh. So that would be all three of us? Yeah. <laughs> we are the swamp. Only the useful ones will get, get to stay. So Jordan. Yes. So Jordan, gets to stay. Jordan gets to stay. Brand doesn't know how to use technology. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> I just want to go back to the inquisitorial uh, armies. Yeah. Um, just... After they're done requisitioning them, um, the chances are very good. What will happen to them is they'll either be um, mind wiped. Well, in a actually, probably massacred first. Oh shit! Yes, <laughs> like yes. you have you have the highest chance of just not surviving. Yeah, and if you do survive, 
you are definitely mind wiped. Yeah. And uh, you are given actually honors post service. Yeah. Yeah. So we <laughs> found we found a line that like if you die and if you're mind wiped, like you are given like honors post service. But the thing is, nobody's ever going to know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So welcome to the Inquisition. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just shows like how how I just keep going back. How secret this organization actually is. This one specifically. This too. one specifically. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's really all I wanted to say about the armies. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's really the defining features of the Inquisition, like the Inquisitors of the Order Malleus. Like, they have access to different war gear, different tactics and stuff. But all in all, like, they still are Inquisitors. The, they also have a home world. I can't think of the Ordo Xenos actually having, like, a main mm, place, yeah. do they? Uh, no, no, they don't. Okay, they, same with Ordo Hereticus? Uh, Ordo Hereticus. You could probably, probably say Terra. Terra, yeah, would probably be a safe bet. Yeah, the, then the temple. Yeah, but the or, the rea- or or Philion yes, seven, where they maybe? created their yeah. So, maybe. but the reality is like these guys actually have like a fortress monastery. Um, they actually control like a bunch of like moons and asteroids within that area uh, around Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. So Saturn is the planet, but they they are on Titan, which is the biggest moon. I think I don't know if it's the it's a moon. It's a moon. Yeah, sure. That's no moon. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but they are one of ones with an actual established fortress. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's Inquisitors. Like, they're pretty much the same thing. They just have access to demon-killing weapons. Yeah, and let's be honest. We don't want to talk about them anyway. No. We want to talk about Grey Knights. Grey Knights is what this episode's about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why you're here. I uh, I seen somebody wrote Grey Knights, G-R-A-Y. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that word? It's the exact same word. Yeah, so I had to Wikipedia. And, <laughs> and you're like, wait oh, a minute. How does that uh, workshop? Uh, they do ey ey yeah they're they're european are they the same word they are yeah yeah uh so america i feel like people who have the name gray is usually g g r a y maybe america does not like uh the uk yeah so when america gave the boot to the old uk they did a lot of dumb shit like changed color to color. Right. Or honor to honor. Honor is in Lord of the Rings? No, as in like honor. Honor. Yeah. 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 They're they're yeah. dumb. And changing For their all whole our American system. listeners, you actually spell it wrong. Yes. <laughs> Technically, yes. And it is aluminium. The correct word is aluminium. I will never say it because I think it's dumb as shit now. You know what I hate that Americans say? Sorry. What is it? Let's do it just pisses me off is they <laughs> is they call a foyer a foyer a foyer oh <laughs> it is not called a foyer it is a foyer <laughs> that's that french uh, side of us though. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not proud of that <laughs> anyways i digress before we digress <laughs> you know how much time you can save in your life when you spell color c-o-l-o-r how much that's time? T- that is time saved when you add it all up when was the last time you spelled a word. I, I get in those DMs every once in a while. I, I got to spell a few things every once in a while. <laughs> Yo, girl, them titty cool. Them titty cool. Yeah, that's what he's spelling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sliding in them DMs. Yeah, it's not. You don't do that with like proper like punctuation. Like, Dear madame. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Grey Knights. Yeah, the militant branch of, branch of the Order Malleus. The, their purpose is uh, to fight and banish demons as a last resort. Now, 
last resort might seem drastic for me to put in there, but the reality is like they are the ultimate weapon. Yeah. But that being said, they also are the most expensive and the most difficult to replace. Yeah, because there is literally only a thousand of these, little more, but a few. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, In the entire galaxy, only and, a thousand. Yes, and they cover an entire galaxy's worth yeah. of humanity. Yeah, so most like Ordomalius' armies will be drafted by... Uh, the inquisitor they'll just be you know yeah and then PDF either killed or mind weight yeah exactly but so when the th- how do you become a gray knight we'll, we'll get we're into gonna that. get into that oh, okay basically jordan <laughs> I, that, I figured as much you, but. you have to have minimum five years security experience ex-military now answer me this question though but you have to be under 13 when you have all these <laughs> right recommend, no, yeah. credentials so keep that in mind answer me this though do you consider the reserves <laughs> A part of the military. So, like, if someone was in, like, the Canadian Reserves, right? Yes. Could and they was say... bragging like they were a part of the military. Right, right, right. They're like, like yo, I'm in, I'm in army, right? <laughs> could Do you think they could say, like, when they're done with military, they're like, yeah, I'm ex-military? I always used to have high regard for our Canadian Reserves. <laughs> of course, because, of course. Long live Canada. Yes, right. <laughs> you know? One of my good friends, Kushner, had... Being in the reserves mm-hmm. and had bigger muscles than I did. Right. So, so there was I, a great respect there. I, great had, respect. I had the respect. <laughs> he was alpha. But now I know this guy, Christian. He's more of a beta. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wonder every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we should all wonder. So I don't... we can't call him a veteran anymore? <laughs> Wait, you mean we can't keep getting veteran bonuses at Taco Bell? <laughs> Unreal. Hmm. Yeah, no. Talking shit about our armed forces. Thank you for your work, but... <laughs> no, of course. It's just, you know. it was funny that he... It wasn't... It's not that I'm making fun of them. I'm just making fun of the fact that Christian is so proud of the achievement. And I'm like, you're not even in army. For real. You're in army for half. I, th- I think the U.S. equivalent is the um, <laughs> is the National Guard. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that sounds way more badass than yeah. the reserves. But but in Canada we call it the reserves. But they're only called upon if they're if basically. I think they have the option to go overseas, but they don't have to. But they're called upon if Canada is ever attacked. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Domestic it's, something. They're pretty much like a civilian that's trained in army. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. So the Grey Knights, they are used primarily as a last resort just because of how difficult it is to make them. Yeah, so they're only called in during the most crazy demonic invasions. And we have some really good stories about that. So let's talk about the founding of the branch militant of the Ordomalius. So as stated previously, they were created by the eight space marines that were hand-picked by Malkador. That was Nathaniel Garrow, Gabriel Oak, and those guys. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, at the Emperor's request, searched the galaxy for those of, you know, true hearts, strong arms, big dicks, ah. capable of beating down those pussy-ass demons. Wait, these guys have dicks? <laughs> oh, well, you should watch them swing them around there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, like a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> It's funny, depending on the topic, we lose Brad, Kane, Jordan. So if we're talking about big dicks, Brad pulls out his phone, Jordan perks up. I just had to Google it really quick, and boy, oh boy. (laughs) That's a lot going on there. What is this big dick you speak of? Uh, Okay. 
So uh, Malkador Sigilite gets these. Uh, he gets the four humans, eight space marines, goes to the Emperor. Emperor says his little quote about being, them being their hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you think you made that speech? I and do. then they're all like, cool. Yeah, they're like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and then um, Malkador <laughs> takes them all to Titan, where they find a fully stocked and recruit-filled fortress monastery awaiting them. Yeah, so which is an that, interesting thing. The yeah. emperor had prepared this previously for them, and like, so the horse heresy is only seven years long. So, pretty much, it would take longer than seven years to do this to build this massive, massive fortress, massive fortress, stock it. Like, because the other thing you said was recruits, full of recruits, and uh, we'll get into the process of what an a recruit is. But like, they are rare. Oh yes, so, it is not easy to to qualify for Grey Knights. So he takes them all there. And then it's also fully stocked with gene seed, which we have confirmation is from the emperor. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been confirmed now. Yeah. So the um, emperor himself does not have gene seed. He just created a gene seed out of his genetic code. Yeah. And he's the emperor. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to explain anything in a world where magic exists. Everything except for a female. Right. Space Marines. Well, even magic. Magic could. only has its <laughs> so far potential, you know. Uh, Eventually, you have to This cut is it where off. you and I disagree. <laughs> you want to talk maximum power. Yeah. Let's talk Matt Ward right now. Oh, God. <laughs> what on earth is that? Name drop. Oh, my God. No. So, if you so, say his name, he shows up, guys. The, the funniest thing about Brant is uh, no matter what nerdy conversation we're talking about, Brant will always drop some type of like what he just did. Right. Which. Like, how does he know yeah, that? Because he doesn't play. He doesn't do any he of it. He doesn't like, know who Matt Ward and, is. And we can do some pretty obscure stuff, like talking about like Pathfinder, 7th edition, mm-hmm. this campaign. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I know. Or like some <laughs> weird Star Wars thing. Yeah. That just out of nowhere, he'll drop a name. Yeah. So uh, Matt Ward, yeah, I think he actually was the one who, who came up with the Emperor Gene Seed. Well, when was he writing? 5th um, and 6th? Yeah, fifth and sixth. Yeah. He left in 2014, but he quietly returned 2016. Fuck. I I, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. It has to be. But I, I'm not willing to it, argue it. It's Brandt. It has to be true. Yeah, it must be. Out of the mouth of Brandt. <laughs> so it shall be. Uh, yeah. So uh, it so, is the Emperor's gene seed. Yeah. So, yeah, they show up to this fortress monastery, and it's just fully stocked, ready and waiting to be the militant branch. So, um... Yeah, during uh, the creation of the army, the moon was placed into like uh, a Geller field, macro Geller field, and was vanished into the warp. So, yeah, this is the, um, I think it's described as one of the biggest psychic feats that Malkador had ever done. Yeah, is so basic, he, yeah. He, he placed a bunch of powerful psychic wards around the planet. He set yeah. up these Geller fields, which um, create a bubble of reality. And, it's, yeah. how, it's how space marine ships and, yeah. or how imperial ships travel through. Yeah. But um, he effectively hid the entire planet in the warp. Yeah. And, right, and see, the thing about the, the warp... warp <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but like, so he he was just about to do this, but right before he did that, he uh, he went to Janus, one of the eight Astartes, and he's like, "You're the Grand Master. Build me like this awesome army. Build me an army." And then he flew off, did some crazy <laughs> crazy psychic ritual, and the whole planet vanished into yeah. the warp. When well, you, it's a moon, but yes. When we, you hide something in the warp, yeah, is that like 
hiding a shiv in your prison locker. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you rummaging around in there. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. It's, it's going to exactly. get dirty. Yep. It, when it comes out, it, it has a new horror. Like uh, Absolutely. Rip. Yeah. You need to wrap it or else it's like protect it. Yeah. Or else it's going to do some serious damage. <laughs> Mm. Pretty much the same. Do you have a lot of experience hiding things in your prison locker? Uh, prison all, wallet? We've all had our rough nights out there. <laughs> oh, nope. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, yeah, so he put Janice in charge, and uh, then the planet got sucked into the warp for 100 years. Yes, and after these 100 years, Titan reemerges uh, during the second founding. How coincidental. Mm-hmm. And it becomes the 666th chapter. So the interesting thing to note is that there is actually an official record of this chapter in the Administratum's second founding. Yeah. But it was done very, very hush-hush. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that if anyone were to ever look at the record, they would find nothing important. It would just oh, be yeah, like Grey Knight. Expunged, maybe even. Yeah, well, maybe. not expunged, but... No, not even that. I'm just yeah. like Gene Seed unknown yeah, or yeah. like yeah. Home Planet unknown. Yeah. It would just be the name and the designation of the 666. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're saying like how coincidental that they came out during the second founding. And like at this point, Malkador was dead. Yes. So like it is – I wonder if he put – if Malkador put a timer on it Absolutely. or – Like that's my assumption because yeah. I don't believe any of the other psychic or psychics – psychers would be powerful enough to even meddle with anything yeah. that Malkador was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing to note, um, while a hundred years passed in real space, like they say, I don't think they give an exact they number, don't, but, but they, what they do give you is what has happened on the moon in that time. Yeah. So in that amount of time, when they reemerge, they reemerge as a full chapter with 1000 strong battle ready. Yes. Fully night. trained, fully, fully trained. battle ready. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like they say that time does pass like quicker in the warp. It in, can, the, in this instance, it does. So when yeah. they come out, yeah, like they, it was only a hundred years, but it could have been a thousand years yes. technically to create like a thousand battle brothers, like of gray knights. Yeah, like that. It just it blows your mind just yeah. when you actually realize what it takes to make a gray knight. Anytime you want to do something uh, miraculous, you got to. I mean, look back to Goku mm-hmm. going, in, <laughs> yeah. going into the time warp. You know, yeah. He's, you got to do these types of things to get ahead of the game, get ahead of that curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to increase the gravity of your planet. Yeah, there's uh, no way you could beat Majin Buu without. Uh, you keep spending time in that time warp, and <laughs> all right, it's true. It's it's you, true. Okay, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. It totally reminds me of that too, actually. Does it? Yeah. Guys are losers. <laughs> Anime. Freaking weebs. I recall watch, seeing you watch no. full on. Don't know anime. what you're talking about. Not even dubbed <laughs> anime. Full on. You're watching anime in Japanese. Height. Subtitles only. Not yeah. even. <laughs> Not even with this guy. He thinks he knows the language. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> the episode of Always Sunny home. where Charlie thinks he's super smart. So he's like, Who's <laughs> shooting? And the guy, Once the, again, the Chinese guy is gibberish. Yeah, the Chinese guy is again. This man cannot speak Chinese. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so they came out of the warp fully equipped, fully ready to fight the demons uh, yes. that are in, like invading the galaxy. Absolutely. So that's let's, kind of like their history, really. Like that's their founding, and uh, that's and then ever the since then, it's just been great deed after great deed after great deed. Exactly. Like yeah. th- I don't think there's ever been really like. Uh, any time where the chapters like fall into like we only have like 10 guys left i don't think there's ever been any like crazy 
uh, instance like that or... No, I don't recall ever hearing that, but there is a moment of shame in their history. Do you know it off the top of your head? I do not. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll leave you guys with that little tidbit. (laughs) Google Grey Knight shame. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, But but, yeah, like... uh, Yeah, like, there's never been any, like, uh, reorganization of the chapter and nothing like that. Like, for the past 10,000 years, it's basically just been kicking demons' asses. Yeah. And, yeah, they've had their losses, but they're few. Few and far between. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about what an actual Grey Knight Space Marine is. Uh, If you want to refer back to episode 20, we talk about a lot about, like, Space Marine recruitment, Space Marine Gene Seed, and all that. So uh, maybe just go have that a listen. But. Okay, sorry, I found the months of shame. The months of I, shame. I knew I, I knew why okay. the the shame had happened. Um, so it actually has to do with space wolves. We we oh, totally we totally talked yes, about it. So yes. it refers to um, after the first war of Armageddon, which is War of the Beast. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. War of the Beast is second. No, no, it's completely different. I thought War of the Beast Armageddon happened. Armageddon happens in, like, M40. War of the Beast happens in M32. I thought that was on Armageddon. What am I thinking of? Clearly, I it, do not... It was. Oh. But it was. I see, I see. Okay. Ar- the wars of Armageddon are different. Okay, gotcha. So, after the first war of Armageddon, uh, there was a purge of the Ordo Malleus against survivors of the conflict. Yeah. Because they were just like, man, like, I bet everyone here is taken by chaos. So th- eventually what happened is like the space souls were like not okay with the Ordo just killing everyone. Yeah. So eventually got into like a fight with the um, Grey Knights and the space souls. Yeah. And so that is like the Grey Knights months of shame is that they actually killed like battle brothers. And let's be honest right now, the space souls are pretty much heretics. Yeah, they're not, they're not fun. No. They're just... They could be doing with a good killing, I'd be saying. Yes. In yes. my in my mind. <laughs> some would say that Gene Seed is corrupted. Right. Mutated even some Mutated, would say. Some yes. would even say they have a, a curse ah, upon them. E- even they would say that about themselves. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, but that that yeah. would be like the only moment that the Great Knights have that would be written as like not a great moment for them. Yeah. Hmm. No, no, absolutely. I've never really liked that story. Arc. Oh, it's dumb. Anything with Space Wolves is dumb. I honestly, it's tough for me to find Space Wolves stuff that I enjoy. It's yeah. it's very small tidbits here and there. Yeah. Yeah, if you're talking wolves, you're talking dire wolves. Oh, any Fuck. like or get out. Yo, yeah. Right, like all the wolves on Fenris? Oh man. The best. Of course, the best. <laughs> there are no wolves on Fenris. What? <laughs> what about all the, what about all the wolves? Oh yeah, those are Space Wolves. Don't worry about it. It's all <laughs> fucked. Um, I was I was half expecting Brant to be like, there are no wolves on Fenris. Because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so let's talk about the recruitment. Yes. The, the number one thing needed to be a recruit for a Grey Knight is you must prove yourself to have great psychic potential. Yes, absolutely. Like e- Each Grey Knight is a powerful psychic. Extremely powerful. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple different reasons for this, but you know we can get into that. And the primarily... The primary place that they draw these people are from the black ships. Yeah. And we've referenced these a couple Racist. times. <laughs> oh, don't you do <laughs> this. You just had a little tick there. So we've referenced the black ships a couple times, but Mark was saying that he didn't think we ever <laughs> described them. So Yeah, ahead. like the black ships are basically like inquisitorial uh, ships that are painted black. And- ah, paint. <laughs> <laughs> and they're manned by black people. Yeah. 
painted black yeah. painted black people because so, it's camouflage you want everything on the right. ship to be black space is pretty black exactly it's all just they camouflage. Have, uh, Blackface. <laughs> that's that's probably sound very tactful is. or tasteful. <laughs> oh, it, have you have you heard of forty k? It is neither tactful nor tasteful. It's ex- extreme in all regards. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, the black ships basically are controlled by the Inquisition, and they wander the galaxy, gathering up psychers. Um, and they Just do that to for protect an, humanity. Yeah, they do it for a number of reasons. Yeah, one to protect humanity. Uh, they also will send the psychers to Terra to be devoured by the Emperor. We'll, we'll talk about that eventually. Just do it I'm just sure. to get out of the house, away from the wife for a minute. Of course, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, they'll also use these black ships to fill the knights of the or the ranks of the gray knights, or even other chapters are known yeah. to draw from from them. Yeah, not absolutely. as often, but yeah. it, the reason that the gray knights would do it is just because everyone on the black ship is already a psyker or yeah. has the potential to be one. Yeah. So, but yes, gray knight, you must have be a psyker of great potential. Yeah. You have to pass the 666 rituals of detestation, proving your will to withstand the horrors. Yeah. So ritual one. Uh, watch your mother be murdered. Okay. Ritual two. Um, rape an old lady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this will make you a great knight? Yeah. I think <laughs> no, uh, the, actually. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you just... Like set me up for like the worst possible <laughs> scenario. No, we you don't know. We don't know what they are. Okay. All yeah. we all we we're do not going to read all six hundred sixty six rituals right now. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> uh, all we do know is that by the end of these six hundred sixty six rituals, you have gone through so much emotional and mental trauma and strain that it will send most space marines, most fully space marines, insane. Yeah. And these are And that eight might year be olds. watching your grandma get raped. It, you never know. You never know. You that never might know. be the ritual. But most of it's going to have to do with warp stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's going to be with temptation and stuff like that. But the yeah. thing is, like, you have a recruit who is probably around eight years old. Yeah. And next to a fully blooded space marine. Yeah. And this eight-year-old is withstanding more mental trauma than the space marine. Yeah. Like it. That shows you, A, the mental fortitude that's required out of these children. It's all the video games, man. The kids are totally numb to everything. All these violent video games. Oh, man, it's all shoot 'em ups all damn day. Heck, even if you're playing a, a fantasy football video game, if you lose, you still end up going shoot up people. Man, you see all those football guys kneeling and stuff? You're numb. You're numb to it all. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to make obligatory news cycle <laughs> references. <laughs> oh, man. Z- private information on your laptop? That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, so they end up going through these rituals. And, <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, they, somehow they pass. Yeah, but, but you got to think, how many people does that weed out? Yeah, exactly. First of all. Okay. So then anyone who does survive, they get their memories wiped. And personalities. Be- and personality from before um, they were, like... A space ring. Like, I'm sure they're not wiping the memory of these 666 six trials. You never I, no, know. You never know. Because at imagine that point, they've already it. proven themselves. Yeah, but I would imagine you want them to keep that, like, as, like, I beat these 666 maybe. trials. Maybe, maybe. Maybe not. I could see both. But, yeah. But I think the major reason is more just to eliminate any personal ties to the galaxy. Remove any attachment that this person potentially had. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> after their memories and personalities are wiped, the gene seeds, the gene seed process is started. Uh, we're not going over all the gene seeds because we already did that in episode 20. Yeah. And that and process, they get all the same gene seed. Yes. They get, they are not primaris. 
No. So they do not include those three special ones, but all that other gene seed they get. Yeah, they can spit acid. They have those bio nerve yeah. muscles. And one and would even say that they have the most pure yes. gene seed, especially yes. if it comes from the emperor. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing to note that is added to them in this gene seed process is that silver purity wards are implanted under the skin of their entire body. Yeah. So Mark and I were just hypothesizing that, you know, it makes complete sense at the same time they get the black carapace. Yeah. They just get these wards implanted everywhere. Silver yeah. being a pure metal uh, anathema yeah. to demons. Just in case they come across a couple werewolves out there. It's just one <laughs> more little bit of defense. Space wolves. <laughs> Space wolves. <laughs> exactly. Space werewolves. Space werewolves, yes, sir. Yep, pretty much. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your wisdom. Uh, yeah. So also during the recruitment, they're given a number as their memories and personalities at white. Yeah, out. that's so their at that designation. Point, like they're just called like five hundred recruit five fifty four recruit ninety eight. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, they just get rid of any human tie whatsoever. Like yeah, these guys. Any, these guys are so inhuman yeah. by the time they're done. Yeah. But a co- upon completion of their training, they're given a new name that is the perfect opposite to a particular uh, demon's true name. These names are divine and collected for later use. Using this, the names are uh, are recycled over and over again. But, uh, so, yeah, like, they're given some name that, like, if a demon's name was, like, Slaughter, like, the the Grey Knight's name would be, like... Uh, Slaughter backwards, so R-E-T-H-G. R-E-T-C-P, what is (laughs) means to me? Yep. That's that's the word, Mark. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, you are correct. They, like, a demon's name would not translate to English common very well. Yeah, like, most demons' names are like... Right, because they speak, like, demonically, right? So that would be with any mouths, if they have them. Some have 30 mouths, right? Yeah. Some don't even have mouths. So there's, like, a spoken aspect, we would assume, but there's also the psychic aspect of their name. Mm -hmm. So whatever the anti-name is, it would cancel out all the power that this demon's name brings yeah. forth yeah so they have like these pro- prognosticators yep. that like see into the future a little bit it's and kind they see, of like, like demon a, incursions it's kind and, of like a web reader or like a web of fate reader in yeah. the eldar that's how i see them yeah and so they might see like oh this crazy demon prince is going to leave this incursion here like in 20 years so let's name this recruit this opposite yeah. name let's, of the demon. Let's divine his name first of all. You yeah. know, let's summon a couple lesser demons to find out what his name is. Yeah. Um, let's see what he's done before and try and learn what it is, and then let's create the anti name for yeah. him. Because um, there's no way it's a simple process. Yeah, anything with the warp is not. Some sometimes I love 40k because of stuff like this. Like this is such a cool concept. Other times I fucking hate it because like when you look at like Grey Knight names, they have name characters and they are not like their regular english names i like i kind of have a thought on that sure so enlighten me change the, my the, mind there's two potential thoughts yeah okay. so caldor drago yeah um the, the easiest one is that that's not his true name yes that's the easiest one yeah and that, i think that's and, dumb yeah like what i the other one that i prefer more okay. is that caldor drago is the low gothic or even high gothic um uh, geez, what do you call when you translation? Yeah, yeah. 
of his true name. And his and, true name, when imparted by him with power and authority and psychic ability, yeah. then it becomes the actual antithesis yeah. of a demon's name. Yeah, and, Be- and that's probably a lot attributed to too. I just, just I just it's so badass to think like Caldor like screaming his own name and this demon just like being bombarded yeah. and like that like But oh. like that that's not how it's interpreted in the books. Like no. when you read them, it, he's not running around yelling Caldor Drago, Caldor Drago, you know. But it wouldn't sound like Caldor Drago to it, us, right? Because we could not comprehend yeah. what he's actually saying. Yeah, and a lot of it too has to do with like the psychic meaning behind exactly, it. Exactly. Yes. But, um, yeah. Sometimes I just wish that they were like. I, I don't blame them. Forty K is such a huge galaxy; you can't know everything about it. I just sometimes wish that these cool aspects of it were translated a little better. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, they should just go to Google and go your rap name. So young plus last thing you bought, and that's his name. Young what? Slurpee. Young, young Slurpee, Slurpee. That's the guy. Fear him. Last <laughs> thing I bought. Um, young transit ticket. <laughs> that's the last thing I bought. Jordan. Young prostitute. Oh, I mean, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> young high class prostitute. Uh-huh. Escorts, we yes, call them. Escorts. Okay. <laughs> young Let's escort. Now, yo. is the escort young? Young, young feminist, uh, feminine companion. <laughs> Actually, uh, sorry to disappoint, but breakfast burrito. Young breakfast burrito? <laughs> young BB? Yeah. Actually, no latte. <laughs> <laughs> what a hipster. Jeez. And, Mark, what is yours? What? Young Slurpee. Oh, both of you guys are young I bought Slurpee. these Slurpees. Oh, so what was the last thing you bought, Brant? I said already. What was young it? prostitute. <laughs> young prostitute. Oh, that was, that was you. I thought you were oh, saying that was me. That's awkward. Well, I thought we were in the same boat. <laughs> Two cool Except guys. for us. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of their naming conventions. Um, the other thing that happens is... Uh, so this like, is kind of just a cool fact. Yeah, like for every... Uh, one gray night that exists, a million human psychers will die in the process. Now, I was trying to find the actual quotation of this because it's a hard fact and people will ar- always argue with you over hard facts if yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. So it's completely possible I'm wrong, yeah. but I believe at some point when I was reading, like, um, this is how many like regular people it takes to survive everything yeah. in order to make one battle brother. So you think average? Yeah, like yeah. you yeah. have a thousand battle brothers. How many people died? A billion. To... Quick math. Coming at you live with Jordan. It's Quick not math. A billion. Quick math. A thousand. Oh no, you're right. A thousand totally million. Is. Yeah, um, totally is. But like, million. I think the kind of the standard quote is like, for every one guardsman, or for every million guardsmen, there's one space marine, and yeah. then for every uh, millions, no, for every million space marines, there's one gray knight or something like that. Yeah. I, but that That's just shows you how right. rare they are. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't remember how I butchered that quote because obviously there's more than. That's okay. Yes. No one cares. Uh, yeah. No one cares. Numbers. Numbers. But that Either is, way, it should just show you how much it actually takes to create a gray knight. Yeah, exactly. That's what we want to show right in that moment. And that's is, why they're only used in like the most dire of circumstances. So then, to get a gray knight, it's a thousand. How much? Did a you million see? regular people. Yeah. A million to get what? To get a space marine? To get yeah. no, to get a single space marine, oh. and then for every space marine, for every million, so then space it's marines, like it's a, one. Gray it's like knight. a trillion, yeah, to get one. The reason the gray knights like are so much more difficult is because they have to be psychers, right? right and they go yeah. through these rituals before they even. But they're one in a trillion, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, crazy. Yeah, 
Yikes. So now that you know what it takes to be a space marine, and now you understand why you would never be fit to be one. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the organization of how the Grey Knights work. Yeah. Uh, so at the top, there is the Supreme Grandmaster, and he is the highest authority in the chapter. Um, but there, there is the eight Grandmasters underneath. And those grandmasters are each uh, responsible for a brotherhood. And then when a supreme grandmaster is needs to be replaced, they are the ones who vote. Yeah, and it. and they're probably the ones that are also. It's like a high council candidate. What like promoted? Yeah, yes. yeah. one of them will be. The oh next yeah, they're high. not unless someone crazy comes along. You never know. Yeah. Um, right now, the supreme grandmaster is Caldor Drago. And, but it's unfortunate because he doesn't really. Yeah, and I think for the rest of time he will be because yeah. he's like this warp creature now, essentially. Yeah. Like he's bound to the warp. You can't. I don't think you can really kill him. There's no like. No. There's no uh, actual like uh, description of him dying and then coming back. He's just so good that he can't die. Yeah. But plot, he, part of that is plot armor. Have they poisoned his food? They have tried. Yes. Mm. Twice with two different types of poison: rat and vermin. Mm. Yeah. He's tough. Tough guy. Tough crack. Tough nut to crack. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, he is the current Grandmaster, but as Mark said, he is in the moment, he's actually trapped in the warp. Yeah. It's a curse. Yeah. Um, so he's not really around yeah. the Grey Knight chapter. Yeah. There's a really cool story behind him. Ugh. Yeah. So much cool stuff. So much cool stuff. All right. So yeah, so there's eight Grandmasters, each in charge of a Brotherhood. A Brotherhood is roughly a thousand Marines. Oh, sorry, 100 Marines. I was going to say, Mark. Well, there's 8,000 Marines? Mm, yes. No. Yes, no, each one is responsible for around a thousand. Yeah. But, <laughs> hundred. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, underneath uh, the, the Grandmasters, Grandmasters, they have Brother Captain. Yeah, that's like their right-hand man. Yeah. And uh, they're usually, like, the ones actually uh, like commanding commanding in the field. Like, the Grandmasters think, would probably have more of a council role. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they aren't, like, the best Grey Knights ever, because yeah. they totally are. Yeah. Um, then they also have... Uh, let's do all the specialties after. Sure. Let's talk about Grey Knight exclusive ones. Sure. So, uh, champions. So then they have Brother Champions, and they're, they've forsaken all combat except for the Blade. And uh, they're usually the personal bodyguard to a brother captain. They are the best sword fighters that the chapter has to offer. Yeah. Um, underneath them, they have Jessicars. They're like sergeants? Yeah, they're just sergeants. Um, they For every one Jessicar, you have ten or nine regular guys. Yeah. They're just sergeants. And the regular guys would be? Uh, they're just battle, battle brothers, brothers. And yeah. they have uh, three different types of battle brothers, essentially. They have strike brothers, which are... They're just your, your regular, like, combat squad. Uh, they got, you know, eight guys, no, seven guys with the standard Stormbolter, Nemesis Force Blade, and then one guy will have a heavy weapon, one guy will have a special weapon. Yeah. It's just a standard and then there's, squad. And then there would be a Justicar. Yeah. Then you have Purigation squads, which are basically heavy weapon squads, so think like Devastators. Yeah. There, you know, there's four heavy weapons in the squad. Lots now. of heavy flamers. Oh, Psy- boy. Psy cannons. Yeah. <laughs> then they have interceptors and these guys they're pretty sweet they're pretty sweet Go not only are is the model pretty unique and just in the backpack wise um but their whole thing is that they just teleport around the battlefield yeah they have like built-in little mini teleporters but what's wild about their teleportation is you fucking go into the warp yes like it they yeah. step through the warp in order to they, teleport they open little mini warp rifts 
Yeah, and they just step through and then blink around. And that's why it takes it takes a very strong psycho to do it because they are going into the warps. So they have to be able to withstand the terrors. Yeah, uh, and the only other exclusive Grey Knight um, is they're called Ferrymen, and uh, they're former Grey Knights that have become pariahs and tend to the dead fields. I would not be surprised if this gets retconned. I I don't know something that becomes a pariah. It's yeah. in your gene, and like how powerful psychers become pariahs yeah i don't know i tried to do more research on it i couldn't find anything what if it was burned out of you i don't know i'm just yeah that could be an interesting yeah like you you go too hard with the psychic powers and then it just like drains you of your psychic or 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 even um like other like gray knights will be like okay like you're getting too dangerous like we'll just oh like that kind of burn they'll burn the psychic ability out of you somehow seal you up or whatever but in that moment it like changes your genius i don't know I don't, i'm trying to uh, think of an excuse anyone who's read an actual book with this in that please send us a message yeah because so, i couldn't find anything either so the great knights yeah they're pretty progressive they got flamers fairies <laughs> <laughs> classic score joke. yeah thanks for having you here brand <laughs> Yes, uh, very progressive. Very much progression. Um, but these guys also have chaplains and librarians. And tech marines. Tech marines, yes. The thing is, all of them have to be extremely powerful psychers. Yeah. And all of them will... Yeah, like even their chaplain is a, a powerful librarian. Absolutely. <laughs> but the thing about the chaplain is like they have to do... Like what they're looking for is way more nefarious and dangerous than what a regular chaplain is looking for. Yeah, yeah. Right, so their job is the same, just much harder. Same yeah. with a librarian. Like you think, like a regular, like ultramarine librarian is badass. Well, try standing out in a chapter made exclusively with the most powerful psychers yeah. in the galaxy. Yeah, right. Like then, then you're pretty powerful. Yeah, when yeah. everybody's special, no one is ah. except for this guy. <laughs> And yeah, the tech marines are standard tech marines. They go to Mars for their tech training, and then they come back and serve the chapter. I always thought was that was interesting. Do you think they just lie about their chapter when they're on Mars? I just don't think it's a necessary. No, you thing just to go in say. as a random. Yeah, like because why would the Mechanicum ever care what chapter you come from? I, I just feel probably, like they have like, records. Probably, but I don't know. It's just like I would see the Mechanicum being like, "Oh, it's just another space marine." Mm. Like, do like, you do you think the tech marine ascribes to the cult? Oh, absolutely. Interesting. They all do. Yeah. So that's another reason why I don't think they would really care what chapter you come from because you become a part of the cult mechanical. Right. Right. I wonder, and, I wonder if they would, like, if they ever had to choose, are they putting the duty of a Grey Knight first or of a Tech Marine? I'm going to say Tech Marine. I'm going to say Grey Knight. Interesting. Yeah. I, that's interesting. We have two differences of opinions. If only we could solve this some way. I don't, can't think of a way. Anyways, um, <laughs> what would you like, Brandt? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jordan, do you have anything to say about that? Nope. All right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, Jordan. Moving on. <laughs> so that's kind of all the different uh, types of things. In they the- also have Terminators. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. at the very last. Yeah, thing. yeah. They have Terminator squads, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Brotherhoods for a minute. Um, brotherhoods are roughly 100 men and uh, 100 Astartes. Yeah. Uh and yeah, like each one kind of has its own. Each they have come, eight brotherhoods. Yeah, uh, and each one kind of has its different, uh, lo- like uh, squad organization or whatever. Like some might have more period gators than other ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's just go through a couple of them here. Okay. Uh, the first brotherhood is known as the Swordbearers. 
This brotherhood maintains and administers the chapter's armory and as such are called upon when the Grey Knights required armor and aerial support. In their ranks are the finest pilots in the chapter, as well as the Grey Knight Tech Marines. The Battle Brothers of the First Brotherhood are drilled to fight in perfect unison with these war machines. So normally you would expect the first um, like company to be all veterans and in Terminator armor. Yeah. But nothing in there says they are? No. Um, and there's a reason for that. Okay. Moving because on then. They're not. <laughs> oh. Um, well, like e- each Grey Knight company is... Um, is a self-contained so army. they will have their own veterans within that army yeah. that they will have their terminators. own terminator squad so they function and, completely different than yeah. reboot gilliman's version yeah. of the codex yeah cool well because during the when they were doing all this exactly. they were stuck on tight stuck there in Titan, was no and there was no codex and when they yeah. came out they've already had this stuff going and they've so. been training with it for yeah. how many years so but, uh, the second brotherhood is called the blades of victory and this brotherhood is known for its rapid deployment and swift strikes making large use of interceptor squads and strike squads using mass teleportation tactics to outmaneuver their f- say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill bows and create a beachhead for heavier troops to follow the second is often in the vanguard of gray knight's assault the grandmaster of the second uh, admiral of the gray knight fleet excels as the art of maneuver and deployment he relies heavily on prognosticars to provide him with vital tactical information cool yeah so, so he's using like the warp to divine the future so he knows the best place to deploy. Yeah. And so as you can see, each one of these has a very distinct theme. So if you're making a Grey Knight army, like and you're doing an armored company, do the first comp the first brotherhood. Yeah. If you're using a lot of interceptors, use the second. Um so yeah, you can kind of theme your army around like each one. Or not. Or not. Do it do it however the heck but you, you want. Oh, of course. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Um, do we want to read all these? I kind of do. Okay, let's read them all then. All right, go for it. Uh, the Third Brotherhood, the Ward Makers. They believe in Matt Ward and making the Ward. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. Um, according to the legend, this was the Brotherhood of Janus, first supreme grandmaster of the Grey Knight. The third has thus... My phone's so cracked, it's sometimes hard to read. The third has thus fostered many of the Grey Knight's greatest heroes, such as Kaldor Drago and... Arian Stern. <laughs> Arvan. Arvan Stern. Arian. Arian Stern. <laughs> the Grandmaster of this Brotherhood is the Warden of the Librarius, having authority over the Librarium Demonica and the Chapter's Librarians. Cool. We will get into the Librarian Demonica. Mm. Very cool. So a lot of heroes out of that chapter. Yeah. Fourth Brotherhood, the Prescient Brethren. Within the ranks of the Fourth are the Chapter's most potent psychers, and it is from this Brotherhood that the new prognosticars are often chosen. The prognosticars' ability to predict danger before it occurs has made the Fourth home to some of the greatest duelists in the Chapter's history. The Grand Master of the Fourth is the Keeper of the Augurium. Are you saying Force? <laughs> or Fourth? Fourth. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> 
You see, lightsabers are created when the, the, the most rare crystal of the galaxy and the kybers go into <laughs> the shaft of the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what you'd rather talk about? Force. <laughs> <laughs> the Fifth Brotherhood, the Preservers. The Fifth are responsible for training the Grey Knights Apothecaries and overseeing the management and preservation of precious gene seed. The Grand Masters of the Fifth is the Chief Apothecary of the Chapter... Uh oh, my phone is skipped. As well as the protector of the Sanctum Sanctorum. The fifth are also managers of the Grey Knight's dreadnoughts. Of which you would assume they have quite a few. Yeah. Because the Grey Knight is just too valuable a resource. Um, you good or. I, I, got, I think I gotta get myself an iPad. Yeah. And not a- Shout out to Apple uh, if they wanna just uh, sponsor. <laughs> give us an iPad for the show. Just so I can. Just for the show. Read. Um, (laughs) The Sixth Brotherhood is known as the Rapiers, and the Sixth are known as stringent taskmasters and strategic thinkers. The Grand Master of the Sixth, called the High Seneschal of the Citadel of Titan, pretty cool badass title, um, is tasked with crafting the most elite and deadly strike forces. Rather than mass firepower, the Sixth relies on surgical strikes of elite small squads. When mass manpower is necessary, the Sixth will deploy mindless servitors to bog down the enemy to allow the Grey Knights to focus on higher-risk targets. Or PDFs. Yeah. Servitors, <laughs> PDFs, whatever. Right, exactly. Meat bags. Exactly. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. The Seventh uh, Brotherhood. The Exactors. Hmm. The Seventh have a long history of operating alongside the Ordomalias, and certain respected inquisitors may call upon them in turn. <clears throat> in return, the Seventh relies on the Inquisition to give them intelligence and supply them with auxiliary forces. The Seven often fight alongside other Imperial troops requisitioned by Inquisitors, such as the Imperial Guard. Those brave mortal troops that survive these battles continue to serve the Seventh as mine, <laughs> mine scourge servitors. <laughs> like, oh, wow, Hooray! like you did it, you survived, and mine gone. <laughs> and now you're a servitor. But... When I read this, it almost seems like these guys are almost exclusively working with, like, like no other company will work with the the Inquisition. Like, if the Inquisition calls upon a force, it's usually these ones that are answering. Yeah. Now, not that it states that. But I, right. I would, I would say that it's not that other ones won't. Yeah, it's yeah. just that maybe this is, like, the first guy to pick up the telephone. Exactly. Exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And they've got, like, a direct line to the seventh. Yeah. Right. Because the reality is, like, the Inquisition doesn't really control these guys. No. Like, they have their own ways, like the prognosticars, of yeah. determining what the the need is, and yeah. they go there themselves. They are yeah. a, a pretty um, autonomous yeah. chamber militant, even of the Ordo Malleus. Yeah. When they were sent to the warp, an Inquisitor was not sent in there with them. No, it was just Space Marines. And, yeah. you know, whatever Servitors and Tech Marines. Or yeah, but, like, they, they're... They're on their own. They're supposed to function on their own. Exactly. Uh, The Eighth Brotherhood, the Silver Blades. The Eighth is charged with recruiting and training new Grey Knights. However, upon the completion of their training, a warrior may choose to stay within the Eighth, something many choose. The Eighth is known to fight in fluid configurations, changing tactics swiftly during combat. Any Any available weapon is put to use and no strategy or maneuver is preferred over the other. The Master of the Eighth acts as the Master of Recruits for the Grey Knights. Now, if you were to make like a Brotherhood where you felt like it didn't fit in any of the ones, this is the one where you'd put it. Sure, yeah, because any tactic, they just exactly. do whatever they want. But yeah, like 
it's really cool that like you can actually find like a good strong theme and uh, go with it. Yeah. So the the Grey Knights also have two unique organizations out, outside of Brotherhoods. Yeah, you'll notice there's only eight there. Yeah. Right, and then that's eight hundred guys, but you're short two hundred Marines now. Yeah. And this is where you find them in those two other places. Yeah. So the first one is the Hall of Champions, and uh, it will normally consist of one hundred paladins. And what a paladin is, it's the best of the best Grey Knight. You are, um, so you already have a Space Marine. Yeah. And then you make them a Grey... Well, and then you have a Grey Knight. Yeah. And then you have a Paladin. Yeah. And uh, the Paladins are led by the High Paladin. Oh, so there's, uh, there's yes. even the guy there's who's a, better than all the yeah. other Paladins. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, they're known for their martial prowess. Like, they are just amazing warriors. Like, yes. Um, yeah, and that they have these trials that they go through to become it. Yeah, you have um, to do uh, eight quests in order to join the paladins. So anyone yeah. can request to join the paladins, but they say, okay, you want to do it, yeah. you got to jump through these hoops for us, yeah. and there's I believe, eight of them. I believe one of the quests was you have to kill a demon prince with nothing but your force weapon. Yes, like, that sounds very familiar yeah, to me. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, like okay. that, That's pretty wild. Like force yeah. push, yes. or like force exactly. choke. Force yeah. lightning. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, like they on tabletop they're wild. They have like 80 wounds and they're just wild. Even the model is just so yeah. cool. Um they're always equipped in like terminator armor and yeah, like the paladins are just the height of the martial prowess of the chapter, which is the best of all the chapters that ever existed. Like if you wanted Space Marines, Space yes. Marines, yes. you've got Grey Knights. There was no need for Primaris. <laughs> Anyways, slide uh, different, but okay. Yeah, I, you don't need to find reasons to not have Primaris. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to. They yeah. just shouldn't be. Um, so the the other thing they have is they have the Chambers of Purity. Now these guys are the difference between Paladins and the Purifiers is that you cannot request to join the Chamber of Purity. Yeah. You have to be selected. And they only choose the Grey Knights for their purity of spirit. And the interesting thing about them is their very presence is damaging to warp spawn. Yeah, like so their soul is so bright that any So demons, powerful, so yeah, pure. Yeah, that any demons that come close to them like suffer from it. They get the burn, the burning sensation. It's just so cool. Yeah, so where you have the paladins where like they'll fuck you up with a sword. These ones are going to fuck you up with psychic powers. Yes. Uh, these guys, the Chambers of Purity are actually in the very depths of the Fortress Monastery, and they keep vigilant watch over the horrors that are all over in the vaults. There's actually um, a part in it where um, there's like the Sanctum Sanctorum. Anyways, there's a lot of different areas, but there's one guarded by these purifiers, which they do everywhere, and there's three passwords you have to have in order to go through, and they say that if you get even one wrong the um, purifiers will kill you immediately because their assumption I'm, I'm guessing is that you're a spawn you're demon possessed yeah. trying to get in yeah if you don't because know the no gray knight would never do that yeah if you don't know the password you're not supposed to be in there exactly so having known that like yeah normal gray knights are not gonna try to sneak in there right it's like a, a ritual of initiation yeah, <laughs> like yeah. can you guess the password yeah. no but uh, but it's just like that shows their level of devotion like they will even kill like a gray yeah. knight brother yeah uh, and having said that, yeah, like they are, they will strike down any gray knights, like even just not only that enter their domain, but like maybe if one of them is like, I know no gray knights fall into chaos, but maybe one is kind of getting a taint. Right. They could potentially be the ones striking them yeah. down. And if like, anyone were to see it, it's going to be either the chaplains or these guys. Yeah. But right? uh, n not that any gray knights ever fall. No, but it'd be impossible. It, yeah. 
an impossibility. But yeah. So yeah, the Those, paladins and the purifiers are. They exist two, outside the brotherhoods. Yeah, and they're two different things. One's the best at fighting. One's like super psychic, powerful, yeah. uh, pure. All right, let's talk about where they live, their armory, stuff like that. Yeah, so the Fortress Monastery is on Terra, and it's carved entirely of basalt. Well, I'm going to stop you right there, Mark. It's definitely not on Terra. Or Titan. Yes. Titan. Titan. (laughs) Titan. We were about to get some very angry emails. Uh, Yes, that's just a word word slip. Word slip of the (laughs) the mouth tongue. (laughs) Of the mouth tongue. Um, and it, there's many hanging pendants, banners, and flags commemorating the, and immortalizing the deeds of the chapter. Um, there's a, an area called the Chamber of Tri- Trails? Or, no, Trials, um, which is the start of a journey, a recruit's journey in becoming a knight. So this is like where the recruit is brought. Yeah. This is an area. And this is probably where they do their 666 yeah. rit- rituals of destitution or whatever the fuck Detestation. It was. Detestation. Absolutely. Um, the Agrarium. So 660 trials wasn't enough. No. No, they needed six more. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, to not only match the number of their chapter, but also to match the number of the devil. Ooh, ooh, ooh. First of all, Mark, <laughs> uh-huh. there is no devil. Ah. Not in 40K. There's only people. Exactly. That do bad things. No. That act like devils. Guns don't kill people. Mm-hmm. People pick up guns and shoot them at other people. Mm-hmm. Barring that, they'll run you over with a cart. Right. That, or they'll, they'll just grow a tentacle and strangle you with that tentacle. Uh, it is 40K after all. <laughs> uh, so the Agrarium. The silver pinnacle that is the chapter Agrarium lies at the top of the fortress monastery and is its tallest tower. Within it, its mirrored walls, the Grey Knight pro- prono- prognosticators go about their rituals and meditations to the light of the guttering candles. But these just, guys like see the future. They probably yeah. like stare into the mirror until it like starts to like change into like Yeah. The, the, it just paints a really cool picture for you. And and like so prognosticars are old Grey Knights as well. Yeah. So Grey Knights that, you know, having served for so long, um, can no longer serve on the battlefield. Like let's say all of a sudden they're missing both legs and arms. Like, sure, like you can give them like bio arms and everything, but you just you won't function as well as like the true arm. I don't know. That's my guess. I'm guessing like anything that would reduce their ability by a little bit, you'll become one of these because you, you just, you have to be so perfect to be a gray knight. I see it more as a calling. Really? Yeah. It definitely says, it definitely says old. Yeah. 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 Um, old for sure. But like if you lose a leg, you can get a bionic that is just as good, if not more efficient. Like machines are fickle. Not in 40k, they're not. No? Machines are hardy in 40k, and you whisper sweet nothings to them, <laughs> and then its spirit will rise and help yeah. you. Anything's possible. Sure, sure. <laughs> I... But it just it sets a cool image. Yeah, of, yeah. Yes, these like these like massive <laughs> like space marines just trying to divine the future by staring into the warp all day and all night. Yeah. Um, they also have the Chamber of Purity. So this is what the purif- the purifiers will protect. It is said to be haunted with the ghosts of vanquished foes clawing at the walls of reality. Hmm. Uh, the purifiers are charged with containing this madness, and that's why they have to have such a pure soul, because they are constantly fighting the warp with these horrors. Hmm. Um, they suspect that these ghosts are a symptom of something ancient and powerful that slumbers beneath the surface of Titan. Yeah. What could it be? I don't know. What this could it be? animal that Thanos. I did see. Thanos. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, Satan. You think? No. Yeah, it's got to be demon related. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But who knows what? Yeah, who knows? Maybe there's just a, a demon that's trapped down there. Yeah. The Sanctum Scotorum. Sanctorum? Scotorium. Okay. Scotoris. No? Okay. No. Uh, contains the accumulated, accumulated knowledge of their long history, psychic abilities, and closely guarded technological secrets, and the other tools that are unique to keeping their chapter low power. My phone is the worst. In one corner of the Sanctorum Sanctum Sanctorum lies a stasis vault. And this is a time-sealed prison holding tesseract labyrinths. Uh, The interesting thing about these is that each of them, once created, holds a demon. Yeah. So the Grey Knights, while good at fighting and banishing demons, is also trying to find a long-term solution to this. Because they know you kill a demon, it just goes back to the warp. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to come back. back. But within these Tesseract Labyrinths, they have been able to actually um, contain and hold demons. So they're like, well, if we contain and hold every demon, <laughs> right? Like an impossible task, yeah. but still something that they're looking at, at yeah. the potential of it. So yeah. it's also said that this thing is constantly like under the threat of demons breaking out of these <laughs> yeah, labyrinths. Yeah. Yeah. So Good time. Good, yeah. good time to be in that place. Um, ex- up next, we have the Librarium Demonica. And it is a unique uh, respiratory repository. <laughs> I, I spelled it wrong. Okay. Of the knowledge of the warp and chaos foremost in the entire galaxy. Like, it's the biggest library of what do you chaos. Think? Black knowledge. library or this? The black library. Yeah. Because the black library has all types of knowledge, not just chaos. But what knowledge. one do you think has more on chaos? Oh, I'd say this one. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um,. Because the Black Library is like an Eldar thing. But the Eldar knows known about it for way longer than humanity has. But I don't think they're as willing to like deal with it. Like, like there, Yeah, actually, I can see that. Humanity is definitely like, on one hand, they hide it. And on the other hand, you know, they do their secret experiments to try and make children exactly, psychics by like, using LSD on water tanks. <laughs> <laughs> am I right or am I right, guys? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, humans, I would say, yeah, would have the bigger Interesting. Um. I like that. That's just my thought. I don't know. Could be. Uh, next, we have the Hall of Champions, and this is like a um, the main foyer, foyer. <laughs> one would say. Thank you. Hey, What's excuse it? me. No. Oh, we're going with foyer. Foyer. Okay. <laughs> uh, this serves as a congregation center. This is where they hold their feasts, their celebrations, uh, rituals, and or special events. There's a really cool fact about this that we will share at the end of the podcast. The Warp Nexus. An artifact construction uh, construct located on Titan and is at the heart of the Fortress Monastery of the Grey Knights chapter. This star-shaped chamber was constructed by Malkador's Sigilite and is one of the few remaining relics of his work. Its first usage was during the initial creation of the Grey Knights when the entire moon of Titan was launched into the safe refuge within the warp. Following that, the Mandals... Mandalas. Mandals. Mandalas. Mandalas. <laughs> and pentagramic. Pentagramic. <laughs> you want to read it, Jordan? Please. please. Sigils. Yes. Maintain both the chapter monastery as well as Titan itself from the turbulent currents of the Immaterium. Is that correct? Immaterium. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's oh, I thought it was F. That- Mm. Everyone's got a little bit of dyslexia. (laughs) Since its initial usage, the Grey Knights have sought to 
realign the power of the warp nexius in order for it to make use of the warp uh, as a place of sanctuary should be wow place of sanctuary should it be ever required however no gray knight alive holds a sorcery capable of accomplishing such a feat and thus the moon exists both in real space as well as warp space at the same time as a result the chamber is containing uh the warp nexus is <laughs> holds cloisters of 200 chapter serfs that echo with canticle intonation prayer and chants that fuel this arcane device so if i'm listening to this correctly yeah this is like the focus of power that malkador used to send the moon into the warp yeah and yeah. they want to reuse it yeah to use like to be able to hide in the warp again yeah first of all awesome second because of all secret badass yeah 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 it's very cool but, but the other yeah. thing yeah uh, it exists in both real space and uh in the immaterium at uh, the same hello time. Kadia. <laughs> and maybe this is why like they have like so many demonic incursions almost in their chapter not that they actually do but like that's why there's so many like gray knights that are constantly like, during these prayers and rituals like yeah to keep them safe yeah so charlie doesn't die <laughs> exactly so charlie doesn't die uh they also have the chamber of heroes this is where the remains of crippled battle brothers are brought, and then they are reawoken as Grey Knight Dreadnoughts. That's where I would hang out. Right. <laughs> no. Did you hear how many humans it takes to make one single Grey Knight? Uh, I just caught the keyword cripple. <laughs> I jumped in on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brant, Brant's body could use a, a Dreadnought. He's a little broken. Yeah. It's all right, though. <laughs> Uh, the crypts, and this is where the Grey Knights are buried. Interesting fact about Grey Knight burial. Um, when you are buried, it is not in your battle armor because that is way too precious a resource to waste. So they bury you in um, ceremonial armor, and then they give you a sword to grasp in your death. And upon the sword, they inscribe every deed you've ever done. Yeah. So awesome. Pretty wild. Sweet. Uh, so there's uh, two other moons that are controlled by the Ordo Malleus, Mimis, pr- uh, Prison and Execution Ground, and Enchiladas. <laughs> we'll go with that. Home of the pretty leaders much. of the Ordo. Yeah, pretty much. So they. this is where I was saying they actually control things other than Titan within the system. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of their fortress monastery. Like they got a bunch of cool spots. Oh yeah, in there, like and they have like a lot of like weaponry. If you were to go, oh read yeah, it. like of course they have like uh, even like their armory, obviously. Yeah, and, like you know, hangar bays. Exactly. Yeah, but now uh, we're going to talk about their actual gear that they use. So there's two things that really define Grey Knights. We have a bunch more, but the two big things are their Aegeus armor and their Force Nemesis weapons. Yes. So let's talk about their Aegeus okay. armor. I'll read it. Uh, the suits of power and Terminator armor worn by the Grey Knights are incredibly well-crafted lattice of psychoconductive filaments and amulets. Uh, these are anointed and inscribed with prayers and wards, ritually consecrated and psychically charged. Working in tandem with the Grey Knights' formidable psychic powers, the Aegis armor protects the wearers from the effects of the Immaterium and the demon it spawns. The armor's ritual blessings and psychic resonance also serves to confound the perception of any enemies, resulting in an effect called shrouding. The psychically charged nature of the armor allows its mere presence to induce intense terror and pain in any nearby demons and their warp spawn, also loosening their grip on the material realm. So basically, their armor is a weapon. (laughs) 
that like in the same way that a purifier's spirit is damaging to the demon and now there's also an added thing of their armor yeah. which is in causing them intense terror and pain and yeah yeah so that's the one big thing and if you look at the models like it really does have a unique flair to it as opposed to other power armored models yeah. like you can see that there's like all these runes engraved on it and uh especially in like the newer models you get it a lot clearer yeah you can even read what the runes say yeah exactly um yeah uh, that armor, did it mention that each armor probably has a psychic hood built into it as well? No, they did not. Uh, psychic hood basically is just like a, a null uh, blocker. Helps you from being helps you from being attacked by demons, it's, essentially. It's going to like anchor you into reality. Yeah. So it, it, it not only increases your ability to yeah. use psychic powers, but it also adds an extra protection. Yeah, exactly. And all, all Green Knights will have that. The best offense is a good defense. Oh, have I ever heard that one before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, force nemesis weapons, and these are the other big things. And um, the other, oh, it even says in here, the, char- the characteristic weapon of the Grey Knights is the nemesis force weapon. It can take on the form of a halberd, sword, mace, axe, or even the rarer hammer. It is a powerful force we- Fuck my phone. Just read I'm, mine. Just yeah, read, just okay. read on mine. Thank you. My phone like <laughs> pop-ups come up. Yeah, go for it, Jordan. Uh, where, <laughs> it's like low, low battery. Yeah. Then I scroll want? and then like you, it all. You guys need to understand. It's not that Mark cannot read. It's he's reading on an iPhone that is only showing. Screen. It's completely shattered, and, and, and it only shows read, half on the screen. You can only so. read three words at a time. Then you have to jump down to the next line. Yes, yes he's not. But illiterate. also, I can't read. Well, but. yeah, but that's just part of life. All right, go for it, Jordan. <laughs> I'm just going to start. Someone donate time. a phone to Mark. <laughs> uh, Force Nemesis Don't weapons. say that. People might do it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the characteristic weapon of the Grey Knights is a Nemesis Force weapon. It can take the form of a halberd, sword, mace, axe, or the rarer hammer. It is a powerful Force weapon housing a psi matrix attuned to the unique psych- psyche of its owner. In original versions, the Haft incorporated a bolter weapon similar to the Adeptus Custodus Guardian Spear. On newer models of the Grey Knights, the bolter is a wrist-mounted storm bolter incorporated into the armor itself. Like all force weapons, the power of the weapon itself directly corresponds to the psychic talent of the wielder. As the Grey Knights are some of the greatest psychers of the Imperium, a nemesis weapon is a truly devastating weapon. Yeah. So, so there's cool. there's like a bond that's created by the wielder and the weapon itself. So the yeah. more powerful of a psyker you are, the more powerful your nemesis force weapon is going to be, which is very different from regular power swords. Please yeah. understand that they are not even remotely similar. Yeah. No, no, they're not. Yeah. Um, I would imagine too. It says that like each one is made individually for the Grey Knight. Yeah. Um, maybe I'd they make their that, own. Oh, maybe. But I'd imagine they're buried with these weapons. You were talking about how like the their uh, feats were carved onto the weapon. Yeah. And you mentioned it was a sword specifically, but yes. I'd imagine whatever weapon they were using, that's what they're buried with. I, you know what? That sounds very like cause, cool because no I'm one okay else can it. use it. Like, right. Because it is psychically attuned to them. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's what they're talking about. There's the Matrix um, yeah. and everything. So. Like you get the real matrix. You can actually go into it. Ah, yeah. perfect. But it does, it just adds another level of flavor to these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyways, silencers. Moving on. They function by channeling the psychic might of the user where it is not only focused, but amplified. After which focusing crystals channel the resultant energy into a refined 
Uh, Azure? Yep. Energy pulse capable of destabilizing the physical form of a demon. So this is a, another Grey Knight-specific weapon. Yeah. And yeah, it just it shoots psychic powers, essentially. The interesting thing is that it uses an actual physical thing, a crystal, yeah. to amplify and increase the power well, of when you see, thing. Oh, so when Starry Wars uses crystals, it's not cool <laughs> and super lame, but when Grey Knights <laughs> use it, all of a sudden, whoop-de-woo. Well, they're really into Reiki, these guys, so... Uh. But yeah, like even their their force weapons, they have their crystals. And no, for sure, because mm-hmm. everything's attuned. And yeah, there, like there's so many different ways to like focus psychic energy. Yeah. Like you could just draw a pentagram, and that'll yeah. focus it to some degree. It and, all depends on what you want to do. And we even know some like we know about blackstone. Like that yeah. has both positive and negative things for the war. It's not just stone that's blackstone. painted black, Brent. It's stone <laughs> that's doing blackface. <laughs> it's actual just blackstone. Like something is iron or steel yeah. or blackstone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, racist. Uh, psy cannons. Uh, they're bolt weapons firing ammunition impregnated with negative psychic energy. Negative psychic energy? Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, I don't even know. Each, each <laughs> in, Inside each bullet, they're spoken like the opposite name of a demon. Yeah. And yeah. then they just very quickly close the, <laughs> the bolts and they're like, we got it. We got it. <laughs> it's like trying to seal a fart. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Catch smoke in a birdcage. Yeah. <laughs> Old Chinese proverb. Anyways, um, the interesting thing is that technically, like, anyone could use this. Yeah, yeah. But they just um, do like, not give like, it. Like, uh, Ordomalius Inquisitors use these all the time. Yeah. And, like, there is, like, the Death Watch is extreme, is known for, like, using a bunch of different kinds of ammunition, but, like, they don't even get this. No. Right. So, technically, you could. Like it's like one of those tools that's probably just so rare and exactly. tough to make yeah. that you give it to the best warriors. Yeah. And then the very last thing we have, um, well, maybe not the very last thing, but the last weapon we have is is an incinerator, and these are similar to a heavy flamer, but instead of just regular promethium, it's a special mix of consecrated promethium and blessed oils. I had to finish it. Bit um, of a theme here, hey? If you want it to be better, just throw a little spice on it. <laughs> spice being oil or special Oregano. prayers? Special prayers, a little bit of intuition, and whatever you guys are talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the thing about Grey Knights is that they are so specifically made to fight demons and that there's no better way to protect yourself from the warp than using the warp. It's it's Can a be, dumb yeah. thing, right? Like, or using anti warp, as is no, shown <laughs> in the psi cannons, right? <laughs> so, uh, Nemesis Dread Knight is the last thing that's kind of unique. Baby carriers, Grey Knight. Yeah, uh, go take a look at the model. It's yeah. actually a pretty cool model, but also it's kind of dumb. It's cool and dumb at the same time. Yeah, yeah. like they they're so close to making it awesome, but uh, basically it's like a giant exo exoskeleton. Think um like Alien versus Predator, the very first one. She hops in that like. Uh, the lifter or the loader yeah it's kind of like that just you know badass but created for war exactly and fighting demons it's just a giant exoskeleton that turns a regular space marine into a 20 foot tall killing machine it's like you're in a mecha you're in a gundam yeah but uh but it looks a little different but where gundam and stuff it's you're piloting it like the nemesis dreadnought is like you are literally like attached to it and like when you move your arm yes 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 yes. like when you step it's i don't think you've seen enough gundam shows Aren't aren't they mostly controls? Depends. Okay. Anyways, I don't know anything about anime. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, that that's all them. That's all, all their all war, war gear. gear. But they also have like a variety of psychic powers that yes. they specifically call on. Absolutely. Uh, the ones that are, like that I found were very noticeably Grey Knight. The first one would be Hammerhand, and essentially like what do Mark Grey Knights? They will fu- function together in a squad as psychers. Like they will. Like one will lead the squad and like what the psychic. Oh, power you better believe doing. they don't need to use comms, <laughs> sure. right? They're all like attuned and yeah. psychic to each other. Yeah, but like they they channel their power into like specific powers, so it's not like one guy's casting lightning and the other one's like force pushing somebody. Sure, for for Brand. Yeah, that's uh, for you. Yeah, so the common one that they do is like they all cast hammerhand on themselves, and it basically just increases like your physical strength, like the warp infused muscles. Excellent. Um, or they'll do purifying flame where like all the psychics will like channel into like the, the just car and then he'll shoot out like a psychic flame. That's so sweet. It's like a, it's like a focusing, like he's the focus and everything is going yeah, through him. Yeah. Or, or, or all of them might individually do a flame, but it will just be weaker. Yeah. But, uh, uh, also they do rites of banishment, which is, it's just, they have some type of psychic ritual, psychic warp. Well, you think about it, like, you could just probably maybe even turn up the psychic thing that's pouring out of your Aegis armor. Yeah. And that just amps up your ability to banish demons. Yeah, exactly. And another one would be Sanctuary, which is basically just, like, uh, little warp force fields, essentially, that block attacks. it blocks attacks or it blocks warps stuff? Everything. Oh, okay. It's like a warp void shield, essentially. Yeah, okay. It's just a force field created with warp energy. Essentially, yeah. There's they, obviously they have more. other ones like yeah. they have like gates of infinity and yes. but they're they're more common amongst other great or other space marine chapters, yeah. and that that kind of sums up you know where the Grey Knights came from, how they function as like a, a chapter, what makes them unique, yeah, and what makes them unique and training, yeah, where they live. It's like that that should be like your understanding of the Grey Knights. Yeah, like, really. Yeah, obviously, there's always more. Yes, you can go obviously. so deep into. So, like, they have like pages of like actual rituals and stuff that you can read. And, yeah, like when I, I was looking through like the codex, I was I was reading through it, and yeah. there's just there's an entire page of like badass quotes they they do. Like it, it's like a ritual they say, and it's like someone answers. It's very Catholic. Yeah. It sort of <laughs> felt like, yeah, but yeah. it's just it's so cool, and like you want to include that to share that level with people but i don't know there's a couple deeds that we have written down that we yeah. want we want you guys to know about because we want to share just how awesome yeah they are yeah. okay so the, the first one super easy uh no gray knight has oh. ever fallen to chaos <laughs> yeah ever yeah and no no gray knight ever will no they like, are as- too badass yeah and that's like the crazy thing is because they are in the most difficult battles the most demonic heavy presence ones that's yeah. them fighting but yeah it all comes down to probably not only are they using the gene of the emperor which would probably help but yep. also they've gone through all these trials even leading up to it exactly and they're always mentally preparing themselves and stuff like that yeah um the next one i'm going to read this out loud this is one of my favorite things about gray knights most warp spawn prizes are instead locked away inside the deepest vaults the one notable exception is the charred skull of Iremnath, the demon Raja of Nalu, whose repeated assaults on the Ib world maze led the Grey Knights into one of their longest and costliest campaigns. Now, Im- Iremnath's cursed spirit is doomed to dwell above the Grand Master's high table in a prison of his own skull, <laughs> caged by the ceaseless chanting of threescore acolytes who exist only to see 
that the hexagramic wards that cage him never fail. For the Grey Knights, the skull of Iremnath represents a shard of hope that the final victory against the demons is not impossible. For Iremnath, it is the most bitter of punishments. Unable to escape, he must watch the Grey Knights celebrate their every triumph, raging silently and impotently against his downfall. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> like, could you have something more metal? Like, yeah, yeah. In, like, your fortress monastery, in the heart <laughs> of where you are, yeah. like, you're like, yeah, this guy's super dangerous. Fuck it. He's our wall trophy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah, it takes... A score of acolytes, three score acolytes, 60 acolytes, all times <laughs> to be making sure that this guy doesn't leave. Fuck it. We'll do it. Worth it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's just. No, it's, it's one of their coolest stories for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. Candles. I just, I yes. love it. I love the the badassery of these guys. Anyways, Mark, next one. Uh, Kaldor Drago carved his predecessor's name on the heart of the Primarch Mortarion. The demon Primarch. Yeah. Kaldor Drago is known for having a bunch of wild feats, but I think this one by far is his most wild of feats. And he wasn't even the Supreme Grandmaster at that point. Uh, Nope, he was not. He was close to be, almost, but this is the final thing that sealed the deal. And uh, this is notable because a lot of his other feats were done in the warp, and that just is a completely different game. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's traveled through the seven layers of slanesh and i don't know planted a flower in the garden of nurgle and so yeah he's done he's done all that but it's all yeah. in the warp it's a completely different experience but he did this in real space yeah he beat like a prime a demon primarch yeah and took out his heart and carved his master's name on it his predecessor's name yeah and then because I'm, mortarion killed his predecessor so he's yeah like, so he's getting oh, some yeah. revenge yeah he's <laughs> like he's like i know i can't kill you mortarion because you're gonna go back to the warp yeah but instead of that I'll do something you can't forget. Yeah. Just, uh, that's so awesome. <laughs> like rips out, rips open his chest, like reaches in the heart, like carves his name. Like, yeah. And uh, a lot of people like, even me, when I first read this, I'm like, wow, that's dumb. How did he do all that? But when you look through all of like their war gear and, you know, they know the true name backwards and forwards and all these different feats, it's not so much a, a contest of strength. It's more a contest of like psychic might. Yeah. And preparedness. Ha- yeah, exactly. And like, all, the incense you believe are burning in the background and that's weakening yeah. Mortarion. The people like, that are like whispering prayers in the background and everything. Yeah, like and, all of this kind of leads up to him being able to do this. So it's not like he literally like, got into a sword fight, disarmed Mortarion, kicked them over. Right, and then, right. You know, it's like all this psychic ritual involved in it. Exactly. Um, another one is they banished Angron back to the warp during the first war for Armageddon. Yeah. Um, another badass feat who else can say they banished a demon primarch yeah and uh i think they lost 300 gray knights in it but uh yeah, they still worth won. it yeah worth it like they raised or angron and his world eaters raised like thousands of planets thousands of planets so, before this yeah worth but, 300 gray knights yeah um they purged the relicators chapter yeah so you often see like um like who would win gray knights or the ultramarines you know Grey Knights. Grey Knights win oh, against every down, chapter. Every time. Every time. Like, there's no comparison. In a one-on-one battle, in a ten-on-ten battle... In Grey a ten-on-one battle. The Grey Knights are coming out on top yeah. every time. It's not and, even comparable. And this just shows, like, they purged the Relicators chapter, and it's not like... It doesn't say, and they took heavy losses. No. They just fucking purged it. Like, they went in there, they wiped out a chapter... There and there, no it, big deal. It even <laughs> says on here that a couple got away with the help of Lehman Russ. Mm. It took a Primarch to like help hide some people for the Grey Knights not to find them. 
And I don't I even know that's a different chapter, but what that, one am I thinking that's of? That's the Wolf Brothers. Uh, Guarantee it. All right. But uh similar story? Similar story. All right, cool. But uh yeah. I'm willing to admit it, defeat. It just shows that like sometimes you just got to accept that the Grey Knights are the best of the oh, best yeah. of the best. I don't even understand. Like the only reason they're not like the Poster Boys is because they're secret. Nobody yeah. knows about them. Yeah. That's Nobody the whole purpose. Should, should know right. about them. Um uh, the Terminus Decree. Oh my gosh. Okay. In the Fortress Monastery on Titan, there is a little box. And in that box, I'll put another box. Uh, no. <laughs> in that box is the Terminus Decree. And only the Supreme Grandmaster has the key to opening this thing. And it's said, legend has it told, <laughs> that, um, that this will be opened at the most dire moment in the galaxy's history. And that in it has knowledge that could either save humanity completely and restore them to their rightful place or doom them for all eternity. Yeah. So the speculation is that it has the way to bring the emperor back. Yep. That's like... Also, the, the speculation it has a way to kill the emperor. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, because there's those two schools of thought of, uh, will the emperor ascend to godhood and become a, a chaos god if he goes free? Or is it better to raise him from the dead to allow him to be a man again? Well, yeah. as man as a he could yeah. be. So that would be like, what is in there? It... Who knows? It will never be opened. No. But it's just such a cool flavor thing to have in there. Like, this box will change the tide of humanity forever. Yeah. So what could it possibly be? In and when will they open it? They never will. <laughs> yeah. Mortarion could be at the door, and they yeah. would still never open yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the final just kind of cool thing is Castellian Crow. Um, he's the leader of the Purifiers, so he's got a super... Clean the, soul. the most pure soul. Yeah. And mm. uh, he carries around the Blade of Antwire. And it's a demon weapon that cannot be destroyed. But the reason why he carry, carries it around is because you can't you can't break it. Yeah. You can't just leave it lying around because it is constantly whispering to people. So he literally carries it around at with him at all times while it's whispering to him. But on, not only that, he also uses it in combat. But where most demon weapons, like... It they, has a demon in it, so it can call upon psychic power. So you can, it increases your strength, and like it can now cut through anything. He he doesn't use it. He contains. It's the just energy. a regular sword. Yeah, he contains the energy of the sword of this crazy demon weapon, and he just uses a regular sword. Because yeah. in anyone else's hands, they yeah. would fall to its temptations immediately. Exactly. So, but he is just so, so he pure. Just, yeah, he just carries it around. Yeah. And, it's just so wild that yeah. like even on tabletop, it's just a regular sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, it's but it's just, cool. he's just such a cool model. Yeah. Like, it, the it representation just, of what they should be. Yeah. Yeah, so. Why don't they throw it in the warp? Because then, the then the demon <laughs> would be free, and their goal is to contain demons. Why wouldn't they throw it into the sun? Because it can't be destroyed. And magic. Magic. <laughs> okay, um, that kind of follows everything we wanted to share about Grey Knights with you guys. Yeah. Um, we got a bunch of listener questions now. And it was actually awesome. We have a lot of these this time. It was really cool. Yeah, they're getting more and more. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, we do this on our Facebook page where we ask people to ask us questions about the topic we want yeah, to talk about. Yeah, and we usually that. post like a day or two before we record. Yeah, give, give you some time to think of something and share. So yeah. we do a lot of our interaction with people on Facebook. So if you haven't already, go like our page. Um, okay, let's start this right away. So Elias asks, or Elias, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, what do Grey Knights use to buff their armor? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I got a good one. And what is it? So, 
Space Marine armor, it's left clean and pure and yes. silver, right? It's the adamantium. So they so they dip all their armor into simply clean and all the paint <laughs> flecks off. Right. And then it's nice and clean. Perfect. Yeah. And then you just give it a quick purity seal. Purity seal spray and you're yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. And then we're done. Uh, what he is referring to, though, is the fact that Grey Knights, um, they knew they were going against a really terrible battle of demons. So they got a bunch of, was it Sisters of Battle? Yeah. So they found a bunch of Sisters of Battle who are very fanatically loyal to the Emperor. <laughs> um, and they killed them. Even though they're on the same side, they killed yep. the Sisters of Battle, and they use their blood as a consecration for their armor. Makes sense. Well, it makes complete sense oh, yeah, when you, you know, think about it. You just go kill some loyalists and wipe their blood on your armor, and you're the good guy. Now we are clean, brother. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that's uh, what he's referring to. some dumb stories. Of course, but even that, you know, there's always going to be a rationalization beyond it. There's no rationalization for that. Not a single Grey Knight has fallen to chaos ever, regardless of this blood thing this blood magic there was no need for it <laughs> no there was not <laughs> um elliot asks how often would a full army of gray knights be sent out versus just a small strike force never never like the fine uh, full army yeah like, like the full the full chapter never uh, there's not no way once. it's way like, too it's way too risky and yeah. there's no need for it e- even uh during the battle of armageddon against angron there was only like 300 guys there three- and uh they had to like go to a bunch of chapters and ask for like terminator armor and then, like, they gave 300 people Terminator armor, and then yeah. they banished them. And that's, like, one of the biggest conflicts you can go through. Yeah, and, four Grey Knights. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they're way too valuable, and there's way too many threats in the galaxy for yeah. them to ever be in the same place. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that would be absolutely devastating <laughs> if they ever... A full chapter of anything would be wild. Come on, but agree it, with me. No, abs- no, absolutely. So a full chapter of Grey Knights would be even wild. But yeah, like even a full chapter of normal Marines, rarely are they ever exactly, a full yeah. chapter. So for the full Grey Knight chapter, I don't think Even more rare. Yeah. So, so never happened that I've, no- I've seen and I doubt will ever happen. Yeah. Um, Elliot also asks, how tied together are the Grey Knights and the Ordomalius? Do the Grey Knights go where they want and take requests from the Inquisition? Or if the Inquisition says jump, they go right away? So I think we kind of answered that when yeah. we were talking about the Brotherhood uh, Seven. Yeah, it was the seventh. And what, like, how they are the ones in Inquisition, and the Inquisition definitely requests. Yeah. these guys. Yeah, they not do demand. not order at all because yeah. the Grey Knights probably know way more than the Inquisitors do. Oh yeah, way more. Yeah. So like, if the Grey Knight, if the Inquisitor says go to this, the Grey Knights are like, no, there's a way different threat over here. Yeah, like, or if I do this, so I've already divined it over this. Exactly. Way. Or if I do this, it'll remove that threat completely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely ask, and it's definitely not always put through. The Grey Knights definitely exist outside of that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so the question then to me becomes, how often would they turn down a? Uh, the Inquisition. I bet you $5 the Grey Knights already know the Inquisition is going to ask. Five dollars. <laughs> $5 we're putting down on this. Yeah, five bucks. I am willing I'm to out. say that the Grey, <laughs> <laughs> the Grey Knights already know what's about to be asked and they've already determined its value or not. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just, they're way too looking forward in the future. Yeah, exactly. All right, next. Matthew, what heresy-era characters are hiding in the ranks of the Grey Knights? Or are there interesting characters of note who have been inducted? Indicted? Inducted. Not indicted. That's different. Uh, Thanks for the time and the podcast. First of all, Matt, thanks, Chris. Great question. Great question. (laughs) Thank you so much uh, for that question. Um, Heresy? heresy? None. 
currently in 40k none but yeah. like we were talking about um those eight space marine were heresy era yes era characters but all of them are dead i want to say that right now they are i would imagine no, yes i was reading the codex and oh, it does okay. say there's a special place for all eight oh, yes. founders yes. of the um yeah yeah, there's no way none of them are alive. There's no way. No, it's been yeah. 10,000 years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but but those were the only eight that would ever have been tied to the Grey Knights. We got to keep remembering, this is a secret organization yes. that they mind wipe even Astartes that they come into contact with. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, and interesting characters of note who have been inducted uh, to Grey Knights? Zero. Yeah. To the Inquisition, like the Ordo Malleus? I don't know. I'm assuming a couple like I would assume Eisenhorn at this point is Ordo Malleus. But again, I, I he, don't know. He might not he might still be Ordo Xenos. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, it's a great question because And we the, didn't answer it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no heresy we, is definitely nothing. And yeah. interesting characters, you'd have to take a look at actual inquisitors because nothing would be in the yeah. uh chapter. Yeah, exactly. Um Jared asks, are the Exorcists a successor chapter? And if so, are there any failed chapters that they tried the same thing with? Yeah, so the exorcists are the exorcists are actually use like Grey Knight Gene Seed and they're basically Grey Knight's light. And it's kinda weird because like technically they're using the Emperor's Gene Seed. But uh yeah, they're they're basically um a Space Marine chapter that during recruitment they possess the aspirant with a demon. And then that aspirant has to banish his own demon from inside of him and then he is inducted into the chapter and then at that point they they're said to never be able to be uh possessed again because it's like they fought off the demon um but yeah they well use, it's like a condom you can only use it once <laughs> you, you can flip it inside out wait no <laughs> don't do that don't do- um but yeah they they are a successor chapter and they actually do use the emperor's gene seed are there other ones out there? No, I don't believe there is. I don't like this. I don't like the Emperor's Gene Seed, personally. I, it's not that I don't have that. I oh. do have f- problems with anyone else besides the Grey Knights using it. Because the Grey Knights, they don't flaunt it, right? And I don't think these guys do well, either. Flaunt it if you got it. No, man. but that's the thing about it is that it's not like they're fighting on the Emperor's. Like, they're not like custodes where, like, we are the best of the best of the best. The Grey Knights, I feel, are, like, a much more humble organization. Oh, yeah, well purity leads to fall right exactly like secret organization so that's what i'm okay with yeah like it would have been way worse if the emperor created his own chapter and then put them right next to the ultramarines Mm. that would be much much worse but like the ultramarines can't compare themselves to the gray knights because they don't know they exist yeah and uh i think part of the problem with this chapter too is um it, it was always speculated for the longest time where the Grey Knight Gene Seed came from. So then to say that you have a successor chapter using the Grey Knight's Gene Seed, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Because like, you never knew it was the Emperor's. Yeah, but as soon as it becomes the Emperor's, it's like, now these, like, people always say that the Ultramarines have the most pure Gene Seed. Nope, nope. Yeah, exactly. These exorcists would, without a doubt. It's the Emperor's Gene Seed. Yeah. Like, there would be zero flaw and it would have the lowest rate of corruption that ever existed. Exactly. So as soon as you introduce that, it kind of, it's one of those things that breaks other yeah. areas of the lore. I would prefer to see this gone. Personally. Or, I do not think it yeah. adds, I do not think it adds yeah. anything to the story. And I think if you remove it, it only cements the Grey Knights further as yeah. the most secret. Yeah. Yeah. Like the chapter itself is cool. Like I love that the idea of they make it they, a different gene seed. 
Exactly. That's all you have to do. Yeah. But I love the idea that they take on a demon and they have to banish it themselves at oh, the age yeah. of 13, mind that's you. That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, total, yeah, so that's total kind of the chapter. I don't think there's any other chapter out there, nor should there be. No. Uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, Raymond asks, how big is a demon hammer in cubits? <laughs> 42. Are we talking cubit, like the little blue thing that I have no idea pops. what the hell a cubit I, is. I think a cubit is like a square meter. 42. My answer rests. <laughs> 42 square. Wait, cubit isn't a volume? Cubit's got to be a volume. It's a cubit. Like a cube. Like cubed. Yeah. So where does Bitcoin but, fit yeah, into this? <laughs> so like a, a cubed meter is a cubit? What, do, what does Google say? Google, a cubit is an ancient unit of length that had several definitions according to each of the various different cultures that used the unit. It's a trap! Right, it is a trap. <laughs> Anywhere between 4 and 50. <laughs> uh, these definitions range between 444 and 529 millimeters. Oh, that's the normal method that I use to measure things. Thank you. Millimeters. <laughs> That's just a penis joke. Guys. So this guy's just using cubit. <laughs> just to a little be, cock uh, joke for you. Just a little. Yeah. So first of all, Raymond, what on earth are you measuring that you're measuring in cubits? <laughs> hammers. Hammers. Clearly. Got my collection of hammers back here, all ranging, all measured in size of cubits. <laughs> cubits. Cubits. Uh, no idea, Raymond. Next. Uh, Derek asks, Caldor Drago. <laughs> Someone should stress how certain gray knights carve their names into the hearts of demons. Also, what goes into making their special psi equipment and force weapons? How do they get made different from regular old power weapons? First of all, excellent. Caldor Drago is obviously a fan favorite. Second of all, it's not his name. It's his predecessor's name. And thirdly... I don't know. I think we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just cool. uh, psychically attuned usually. Has it's to the personal. Entity. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not that like you, they don't mass produce these things. Like you have to be involved yeah. in it. Yeah. Just like a lightsaber. <laughs> that one's for you, Brent. He's still with us. What? <laughs> Barely. Oh, he's awake now. Oh. How was your Slurpee? I was all right. It's flat. We discussed flat. this at uh, the beginning. Young Slurpee. Uh, Camden asks, do you think Games Workshop will make Primaris Grey Knights? What do you think, Brent? Repeat the question real quick. Do you think Games Workshop will make Primaris Grey Knights? And oh. the name so he can answer properly. <laughs> yeah. Camden. Camden. Yeah. No, of course it will, man. If they can make no, something to make... No, of course it will. <laughs> uh, no, don't, I say no. Don't even ask stupid questions. Of course they will. It's something to make more money on, man. Matt Ward and his money-hungry hippies that he's got going, they're going to make that figurine <laughs> that's funny as no i i sincerely hope from the bottom of my heart that they do not make spa primary space marines but you could say that about anything of course i hope <laughs> i sincerely hope they don't make ultra marine primary space oh shit you know? well, that's already a thing um yeah i hope they don't no i think it will ruin part of what they are so here here's my thought i don't think they will in the next 10 years, hmm. 20 years. But as Brand says, it's going to happen eventually. It's going to happen. They're money hungry hippies, as they say. <laughs> but uh, As they say. But like, so uh, we've had Blood Angels come out, Space Marines, Space Wolves, Space Wolves uh, Dark Angels. And they've all had... Dark Angels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Came out a while ago. With all their hoods and robes? Yeah. Oh. Why did... Last time I said I wanted to do a Dark Angel Primaris Army, you said there weren't enough models. Well, there's only one that has it. Like, Oh, I see. But... uh. 
they have tokens and stuff in the shoulder pads or whatever. Gotcha. That's dumb. It's not the robes. Yeah. But like, so they've released these upgrade kits for all the other ranges when they came out, but they didn't when the Grey Knight Codex came out. And one of the main reasons I think they don't do it yet, or they haven't done it yet, is just the model line is going to have to be a completely different model line. Where Blood Angel, Space Wolves, all that, it's just a different shoulder pad. Maybe you toss on a wolf tail. But if you do Grey Knight Primaris... You have to have the the Aegeus armor. You have to have the Force Nemesis weapons. Like you got to have the special interceptor backpacks. Yeah, you got to have like the crazy Paladin armor. Yeah, okay. Like it's a completely new. It would have to be a completely new model range, and that's why we haven't seen it yet. And that's why I don't think we will see it for a number of years. How do you think that works? Do you think they steal it from Call or oh, they'd probably just ask for it? Like. Yeah, they would be like, we are the Great Knights, the 666th oh? chapter. Exactly, no one would know who they are, right? But they would have their administration yeah. from like when they were founded. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. But as long as the model range is totally badass, like Primaris look amazing. Oh, yeah, and it will be. But yeah, I, yeah and I think that's just it. Cause, like, it's just time. It would, be, it would be silly if they did Primaris Grey Knights that are wielding the bolt guns, and all it is is they have a Grey Knight shield. Yep, that would be dumb. That would be retarded. Yep. But eventually, yeah, like... That's the way the line's going. Of course. Everything's getting upscaled. So Yish. don't don't count on happening in 10 years, you know? No, of course, yeah. yeah. But. And they Games Workshop has always said, like, they are two years behind yeah, everything. Takes, yeah, exactly. So whatever they're releasing in the next month, they've been working on for two years. Yeah. So, but. Um, Sean asks, how do you hide an entire chapter of Space Marines, all of whom are psychers, on the largest moon in the holiest system of the Imperium? Uh, short answer? magic <laughs> long answer the the nexus yeah the star nexus star nexus yeah that's how they're constantly making sure they're hidden um also they have friends in the highest of highest places yeah being the inquisition yeah like if the inquisition says this area is a dead zone and you don't go into it you better fucking not go into it <laughs> yeah also like space i don't know if you've ever been there but it's a big place is huge there's huge, a lot of room up huge, there massive. so <laughs> one would even say that 99.9% of space is unoccupied space. I would say even more than that. I'm assuming it's more. I don't, I don't know what the <laughs> numbers are. I just, yeah. 80% of all statistics are bullshit. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually not that hard once you think about it. Sean. <laughs> once you're the po- most powerful human psyker in existence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you had never heard about the star nexus though, m- maybe go take a read about what it is. Yeah. There's always more information to be read. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a pretty cool thing. Anything created by Malkador yeah. is just rule of cool. Um, and then our very last question we have is from Logan. Can anything actually kill Drago or is his parentheses plot armor too strong? So we'll give the serious answer first. I think we kind of talked about it. Like, oh. I, I think now at this point in Drago's life, he's like a warp creature almost. Like, not really, but he kind of Like, he's is. not a demon. No, he's not a demon, but he's still tied to the warp where I think that if he was killed, he would just go back to the warp. Like, that's part of his curse. And then I think he'll just come back out again. Like, his cur- w- curse was to I re- well, wander I've read around his... for, like, all time or whatever. Yeah. All time means all time. Right? You know what? That's an interesting wording on the curse. Like, I remember reading the actual thing that the guy cursed him with. It was, like, Mcar or something. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. And it was a long time ago that I read it. And at first I was just like, whoa, like, he just can't leave the warp. But I never assumed his immortality because of that. But... 
it's possible that like an unintended consequence of this demon's wording totally granted Caldor Drago like demonhood almost exactly yeah um, without being any tainted on it well I mean because he can't be tainted because he's too good yeah and and you can have warp energy and not be tainted it's just the more it that's just a risk thing the longer you use it the higher chance yeah so that's a serious answer like i don't think he can be killed if he is killed i think he goes back to the warp and then comes back out yeah and it like in the warp it's just too easy to slip away from something or leave or like yeah like maybe if corn did it maybe if a demon like a chaos god you never know yeah like it takes a powerful being to overturn another powerful being's curse right so yeah, and as for the plot armor, obviously the plot armor is too thick. Oh, like, way too thick. Like, one of my problems with 40K... You better watch what you're about to say here. It's valid. Young man. One of my plots with or problems with 40K is plot armor, heroes, and timelines. Dante. What's wrong with him? Fuck that guy. Uh, he's a cool guy. What's wrong with Dante? Ways, he's way too much bullshit. Just kill him. What the fuck? I just want he's Christian. one of the ones that I don't mind. I just want Christian to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, so we've jumped 200 years into the future with this newest 8th newest edition thing. You know what that means? Every Imperial Guardsman is dead. Like six times over. Six times over. Sorry. Uh, Colonel Ironhand Straken, you're dead. You are Yarrick. no longer in. You're dead. Yeah. You know, I... I I hate that they rationalize that now they're somehow still around in the galaxy. Wait, Yark is actually still alive? Yeah. Oh, no, I assumed he was actually gone. No, Why? He, how, how is he alive? Well, I don't know if he actually is, but he's still a tabletop model, and if you're playing in the current setting, that would imply that he's still around. Right, yeah, yeah. And yes, of course. They're, Malkador they, was 1,300 years old before he died. He was died. also a powerful psyker. The most powerful psyker. There, there are life-enhancing uh, surgeries and stuff that you can take, but it just... For every hero to still be alive, like, what are the chances that Cato Securius of the Ultramarines is still alive after 200 years of fighting in the hardest war since the, the Horus Heresy? Not likely. No, not likely at all. Like, they, they, they advance the plot, the timeline, but they're too afraid to actually kill off some of these major characters that have models and rules. And I get why, because it, it would suck to have to, if I had a beautiful painted Cato Securius and now I can no longer use him. I get it. It just also kind of sucks for the story element. What are you searching there? I'm trying to see if if uh, Yarrick is still alive. Guarantee it he is. Yeah, it doesn't say... I mean, I'm only looking on the Wikipedia, just a really quick search, but it doesn't say anything about um, the Cicatrix Maledictum and his involvement in it, so... Yeah. I, yeah, he's probably alive. It's just gonna yeah, be... Yeah, and, like, all these named characters are still alive, and it's just like... Ugh. Yeah, it leaves a kite... It's, it leaves a foul taste in the mouth. I know why they do it, I makes complete it. sense. Yeah, you can't from make a like whole a new hero model range. I yeah. get it, but from a story standpoint, it's kind of like ah, yeah. It, it's a it's one of those like necessary things for them for their story. Like they had to for the story, but yeah, like and the story creates is for the the story is for the game exactly, and I get that right absolutely. So there's always going to be those really dumb things in the story that don't make sense for the story, but yeah. work because of the game. Yeah. But and this is one of them. Whatever it doesn't doesn't make the game bad. I still, no, no, absolutely. Or it does. It makes the lore bad. Uh, doesn't make the fun. game bad. Doesn't make the game bad. But yeah, that's kind of my thought on like, will Caldor Drago ever die? No, no, he won't. Yeah, it's too good. Too, too good. good. Games Workshop isn't going to get rid of that model. So to kill him off is a 
a poor investment choice or whatever. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I think that's all. Um, that pretty much wraps up Grey Knights. I think you've been fiddling around with that mic for like 40 minutes I'm now. surprised he hasn't just got up and left. I know, right? Just want to make sure when I talk, it's perfectly into the mic. Otherwise, people might miss the important things you have to say. Right. Such that's a, right. Such as? I learned some things tonight. Was None it th- Was it worth it? Learning these things. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try to apply these to my daily life, and we'll see where that gets me. I'll have to report back. Uh, will you ever be back on the podcast? Oh, man, I've been dying to come on this thing. You guys just <laughs> never invite me. <laughs> huh. Bullshit. Trying to jump on that shooting star. <laughs> We're coming for you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't. That's who we're trying to beat in download yeah. numbers. Yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> you went and saw him, didn't you? Yes. Hey, he was just in Calgary the other weekend. How was that? Oh, really? Yeah. He's a funny like cat. A, a comedian? Com- or comedy? He show. did a comedy show, yeah. Nice. It was good times. You know, I I love his podcast. I struggled. I've listened to a couple of his specials on uh, Netflix. Yeah. I would agree of- with that same thing. He's not my favorite comedian. Okay. But because of all the podcasts I listened to, I thought, um, uh, yeah. you know, he put some money lie. in his pocket from good. all the podcasts, yeah, yeah. but, but he it was still good. It was it yeah. was still an enjoyable night. But yeah, I would yeah. agree. I like I like the diversity of the podcast yeah. more. So we need to have Joe Rogan on this podcast. Oh, he'll come. That, that'll help he'll come. with your numbers. If that we just help. tell him it's uh, Mark and Eric from Lorehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Jordan! It's Mark, Eric, and Jordan. Well, yeah, from but. Lorehammer. <laughs> That's a good time. That'd be kind of cool. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to our episode on Grey Nights. Um, connect with us on email, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com, Facebook at Lorehammer, Twitter, Lorehammer40K. Um, I don't know. Just shout Lorehammer loud enough and Mark will hear you through his fever dreams. <laughs> oh, I will. Um, um, since we're wrapping up the episode, uh, you can sign off now, everybody. But if you want to hear me ramble on for a minute about Tau, you can listen. That's fine. Also... <laughs> No, it's fine. It's fine, Jordan. It's good as fun, ah. Jordan. In alien commies, give it to me. <laughs> ah, fuck. I'm not commies. Um, also, send us your listener lore. We will get around to doing a listener lore episode oh, here. I'm super stoked to do that. I know. That. I'm super excited. I, just, I just, got no damn time. Yeah, it's been it's summertime, so we've all kind of been a little rushed or whatever. But uh, yeah, it will happen. Don't worry, guys. So send it in. Uh, so Tau. So I'm starting a Tau army. So that's fun. And you are using ah. Spoilers. Oh, that's you don't, you don't that's all I want to say. All right, all right. So you've got some pictures on Lorehammer's uh, Facebook page, so you guys should go check those out. Yeah. Um, but Mark actually has a very cool story behind this. Of course, of course, Something buddy. that will obviously but, be shared yeah. with the group as a whole. Um, yeah. Oh. Grant, <laughs> you look like you had something you wanted to say. Oh, oh he's leaning in. Vomiting. <laughs> oh. oh. But, uh, Brent, can you please put your pants back on? <laughs> I'm super excited. So, like, the, the army list itself is just going to be, like, Breachers and Hammerheads, or in Devilfishes, supported by Hammerheads. And it's just going to be such a fun army to play. Uh, we're playing tomorrow night, and I might actually play a game with them. Cool. You're going to have it all built? I'll have enough built. For how many points? Enough to beat you, sucker. Oh, I don't play to win. He plays for pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, no, exactly. For pleasure. Uh, I'll have that sounds like a loser talk. Built. But uh, yeah, it no, is. I'm just really excited, and uh, yeah. yeah, so I will be. Cu- we will do like a lore episode eventually here. Um, so how how much should I reveal? 
Yeah. We should nothing. Maybe, okay. Nothing. We'll talk about it. We, I have some questions. Here's your little for tease, you Jordan. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it will probably provide a bunch of content. So that's all. It'll be cool. Yeah. Enjoy. Anyways, uh, we also are message on Redbubble. Yeah, message him about Tao. Buy our stuff on. Tao. Okay. Buy our stuff on Redbubble. Uh, if you like what you hear and you want to toss a dollar or two dollars at us, a or month, an iPhone for Mark. <laughs> just imagine how happy I would no, be. No, please. That would. Why? I Why just, can't the people be generous? Because Have he's going to break it in two weeks. No, we'll get. Send a screen uh, protector and if a you case. You think that's enough for this man? Oh shit! I don't care. Send two iPhones then. <laughs> We're not going to say no, man. The man needs a phone. Exactly. If you want me to be able to read whoever was donating money, yeah, yeah that's what I need to read. <laughs> so, so like on my phone, like it literally shows like two words, and you have to like it's fucked. The, well, the layout well, of our just show uh, a picture. Yeah, the layout of our uh, format makes sense on a computer, but when you bring it to yeah, a phone, yeah. it's oh, wild. It's, it's bad. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, you can if you want to support us on Patreon, you want to toss us a buck, two bucks a month. It's awesome. It just helps cover our um, subscription fees. Um, or any um, equipment equipment that we want to buy or upgrade or stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, thanks for listening. Next, yeah. next episode will be uh, the Ordo Xenos and the Death Watch. So start getting your questions ready. Oh, and keep you're your not going to want to miss that. All about witch hunters. <laughs> nope. Demon yep. hunters. Nope. It's definitely about the threat without, within, beyond. beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, see you later, guys. See you, see you on the flippity flop. <laughs>